I'm going to have to do the sound thing now that I finally have a good mic with the sound. Butts, butts, taking a poop in the middle of the day, taking a poop in my own own way. No one's here yet, no one's beer yet. The guy on Saturday says he's going to give me beer. The guy on Saturday, I got some stuff in my nose. Eventually, I'm going to have to get the surgery to make my nose bigger on the inside, inside. All right. Hello from Dallas. Um, so I need to go on YouTube myself on my phone and have a listen to just check sound levels. Because now we have identical mics and I have this guy on the table as opposed to the boom mic over here. So, Freddie W. I wonder if it's the Freddie W. Probably not. I haven't seen that guy in like five years. Freddie Wong from Rocket Jump. Nobody. Yeah. The mysterious missing podcast that no one ever saw. Maybe they just simply forgot to press record. I always Maybe. wondered about that one. Testing, testing. Testing on me, testing on me. Testing far away from my mic. Testing away from my microphone. That is, that is one hell of a delay. That's almost like an eight second delay. Almost. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 29 seconds until the stream caught up to where, to where I am right now. I mean, if it's good on me, it's going to be good on you. Wait. Our, our mics are, this thing is set up differently. So I need to pot all of those down. My mic is cranked up more than yours now. And the compressor is different. Yours is the same. So we're just going to roll on, on same amplitude on both of these microphones. You know what, this is... Oops. Oh, wait, we're on different. Yours yeah. is farther along than mine. 
Yeah, I think it might have to do with the internet connection because I'm on data. Okay, you know what? So that I'm not uh, hogging up the. I'm internet. just gonna have a listen to see what it sounds like directly out of the board, and and we're just gonna go from there. Rock and roll. I can't. I don't want to wait. <laughs> I don't want to wait for this to be over. I want to know I'm Bane. Yes, that's my name. When you hear the name Bane, you're going to okay. feel the pain. Is this going to blow out my ears? Testing. Oh, this sounds great. Uh, coming out of the Zoom. Nick, say something. Uh, something. Yes. You are still more crisp than I am. How does that say something? Something. Me. 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 Uh, crispness, 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 wow. plosives, humanity Close. and such. Yeah. I am just going to pop all levels up here on mine, all equalizers, crispness, crispness, crispness. All right. That's, that's honestly the same. Pull out the high end a little bit. Yeah. Okay. That's just, okay. Do, do, do. No, I did not see Joe Rogan's new studio yet. All right. Good off of that. We're ready to hold for sound. Rock and roll. Welcome, everyone, to RCR podcast number 80. Why is Subaru trending? I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And apparently from Twitter, I've learned that the reason Subaru is trending is that apparently Monica Lewinsky is trying to decide between a Subaru and a Tesla. Yeah, okay. Those are two very different cars. Yeah, uh, which, I mean, I don't know. The answer is Subaru, Monica. It's Subaru. Yeah. No, I mean, like, realistically, it depends on a variety of factors. I mean, I don't even know where she's living now, but if she's anywhere within, like, a city area, you don't want a Tesla. Yeah. Like, if she's living in the city. Um, if you're... Yeah, if you're out in suburbia. Yeah. Of course, a, a Subaru is like, okay, <sighs> let's say either she wants a Model 3 or a Model... Model S. 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 Yeah. Model S, there's no Subaru equivalent to that. That is a balls fast seven passenger. It could be either five passenger or seven passenger with those seats in the way back, uh, or those rumble seats. Um, crazy fast $120,000 luxury car, luxury electric car versus the closest thing to that, like in terms of size would be the legacy, maybe with the H6 engine. Of course, I wouldn't tell you to get the H6 engine, just get the regular four cylinder. Um, and that maxed out maybe 42,000. Maybe. Um, 
or you get the outback like everybody does and then you have a fine station wagon also for around forty thousand dollars um so there's a huge price difference between both of those things one is just a general purpose kind of crossover suve thing with a very good all-wheel drive system yeah. and that every mechanic knows how to work on versus this really fast electric car um i mean if she needs to haul a lot of people i wouldn't recommend again I'd, I'd recommend the subaru get get the ascent rather than the model x if you want the big suv thing the ascent is fantastic the model x those falcon doors or gullwing don't call them gullwing doors um yeah. supposedly have you know problems and they break all the time um yeah i guess if you want them for like image like subaru says you're with it and you're hip and yeah. you're part of the right you're on the right side of history which is weird because subaru is like for the longest time until recently when they came out with uh direct injection got rid of the timing belts subaru had terrible terrible gas mileage i mean i have an 04 forester it gets like 28 miles per gallon it's the best it does maybe 30 on the highway mm. it just it loves gas because it has the mechanical all-wheel drive because it's a manual blah 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 um only recently with direct injection and with a, a more sophisticated all-wheel drive system at mostly it's direct injection have they gotten have have has the impreza solidly get into like 34 miles a gallon in spite of so they're very bad for the environment <laughs> because they waste gas yeah but they've been able to market themselves to environmentalists yeah. the outdoorsy types it's like hang on we've been through this like a bunch of times the c6 corvette gets better gas a corvette gets better gas a corvette from the 2000s yeah i got 06 space model c6 corvette with a 5.7 or is it a six liter 5.7 I, I think it's 5.7 5 seven v8 yeah gets 30 miles per gallon on the highway the same miles per gallon as a subaru forester yeah. from 06 same miles per gallon unbelievable so uh, subarus are just very gas gas inefficient until recently yeah and also head gaskets galore so but you show a uh, uh, corvette snow and it doesn't know what to do show a subaru mm -hmm. snow it suddenly beats everything else there's all those videos of subarus like pulling cop cars out because they're always in all that's another reason why and most it's a car podcast most people notice but mo because subarus because they're especially the old school ones by old school i mean mid 2000s they're always in all-wheel drive so they're always chewing up gas i mean some of your automatics i think would default to front wheel drive to save gas but the manuals nope they were always in four-wheel drive. There's no reason to be sending four power to all four wheels when you're driving to Cincinnati in the middle of the summer. <laughs> anyway, and then as I was looking at that trend too, and I guess there's an anime somewhere where a character is also named Subaru. Huh. I don't know. People in the comments will correct me. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just so strange the things that, because I follow the automotive tab on Twitter, mm -hmm. like the topic, and most of the time at the top is just recommendations from Mercedes-Benz official uh, Twitter 
page and Mm -hmm. I don't even follow them. So I'm like, why is all this uh, showing up in my feed? I mean, I guess the other thing that showed up was that uh, McLaren is like selling its weird headquarters that are shaped like a pork chop. Really? Like from overhead. Uh, Oh, look at that uh, building. Yeah, I know. It's even got a little hole. Um, Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah. uh, It's just, um, I guess it's part of a new restructuring thing and they're selling it for like 200 million pounds or whatever. Mm. Um, or euros, whatever the currency is. I don't really didn't know, but it's something that I think is happening in a lot of different, uh, spheres with the automotive industry of mm-hmm. restructuring. Yeah. Cause GM and Honda are going like even closer uh, in their partnership because mm-hmm. originally I think it was like back in April that they pa- paired together to make electric vehicles. Yeah. And now they're like getting even deeper into the partnership to try to sort of, um, mitigate costs in North America Mm -hmm. um, because I mean, we're getting ramrodded pretty hard. Um, So, I mean, and yet I've also seen reports that like this whole thing has been a little bit of a boon. And now that like we're over the first wave or whatever uh, Mm -hmm. that to the auto industry in that, I guess like certain segments are selling pretty well, but I mean, again, that's just, it seems entirely anecdotal. And when you, you're getting into anecdotal evidence, then all of a sudden, you know, who's to say that, you know, we're not going to see a new boom period for the auto industry all because of this. And it just seems like a weird thing to predict. I just believe stonks. (laughs) Stonks. My TD Ameritrade account. I bought a little, I was thinking of buying, when I, when I get, when I talk to my accountant and see how much of I'm allowed to pay myself or I have to pay myself yeah. a salary as managing member of RCR as quote unquote CEO. Yeah. So every year I can pay X amount to myself. Um, so when you guys are doing super chats and Patreon and everything, and thank you for doing that, that doesn't really go to me. That goes to regular car reviews business account, which also has a savings account attached to it. Um, so I guess I get a little bit of interest. I can't take all of the money that RCR makes and throw it in the stock market (laughs) because that's a little bit like I would have to pay taxes to do that. It'd be great if I could have put that all into Tesla and then Tesla fucking split. And, you know, suddenly RCR's um, uh, savings account would double the amount that's in there. But again, I can't really touch that because it's it. So anyway, I can take a portion of it out as my salary that I then have to pay taxes on. So I get to pay taxes twice. Yeah, Start yeah, a business. It'd be yeah. fun. Uh, but if I didn't do that, you'd be paying even more taxes yeah. as an individual. Um, so anyway, uh, I get to take a little bit out and I get to decide what stonks to buy for myself. I'm thinking of Toyota to just a little bit of Toyota just to have some skin in the game. But Right now, my GM hasn't gone up at all. GM is on the loser side of my portfolio. Ford has never, like all of the domestics will never get back to what they were in the 80s. So to buy stock in in domestics, I just don't think, I don't just see that happening. As far as FCA, I don't know if FCA is even public right now. I don't know if it is or isn't. I I mean, mean, that thing is changing so often that it's kind of, it's. But Mercedes, okay. Um. That would be a thing, or would it be under Daimler? I'm going to sign in to my stocks, and then. Hmm. So, 
Right now it says uh, GM and Honda signed a memorandum of understanding to share common vehicle platforms and propulsion systems in a variety of vehicle segments in North America. They also plan to cooperate with respect to purchasing, R&D, and connected services. GM and Honda will begin planning discussions for co-development projects immediately, and the detailed engineering work will start in early 2021. So the idea that, you know, you reduce costs by sharing, and, you know, sharing is caring, but ultimately it's it makes me wonder what kind of weird stuff we would be um, getting, you know? It's something where the two brain trusts have to come up with something that's either just a reinvention of what's already out there or something that's entirely new. I mean, I'm waiting for something in sort of the American market to really like wow me Mm -hmm. in ways that things really kind of haven't. Right. I'm kind of just whatever, but I don't know. It's, eh, eh. How's the stonks? Uh, TD Ameritrade's search is not, it's like old school Wikipedia where you you had to type it in and spell it correctly. So I don't know whether to uh, define if what Mercedes stock price is, if it's that or it's Daimler Benz. You just Google it. It it should come up with the um, stock symbol. Yeah. Uh, DM, DMLRY, DMLRY. Daimler AG. Oh, this looks fun. I always go right to the five-year. And what? It doesn't give me a five-year? One-year? Five-year? The app isn't loading. Probably because we're all on the internet right now. Probably. Well, I mean, I'm using my uh, mobile tethering so that I don't uh, tax your Wi-Fi. Okay. All right. So it's a steady decline. And they're only at $13 a share. Their high was $23 a share in 2018. They tanked. There's the Rona. It went all the way down to five bucks a share. Uh, I mean, maybe buy a few shares just to have some fun. Yeah. I don't know. That's the weird thing for like, you, you think these, I, is, are they undervalued? Severely undervalued? Do they pay a dividend? Hmm. Daimler AG. Do they pay a dividend? It doesn't say. Net income, more financials. Uh, Google doesn't say. DM, well, uh, TD Ameritrade would say. I mean, isn't it kind of like Apple a clock in terms of oh, what you need to invest in? Yeah, well, Apple went through a market correction. It lost uh, after the um, four to one split on Apple. Mm. Um, so they do, they are currently not paying a dividend. Uh, Daimler is not paying a dividend. So as a general rule, unless a stock is on fire like Tesla or Amazon, uh, or if you're speculating, trying to get in on a ground level on like a sub $10 stock, don't buy anything unless they're paying a dividend. I, pe- people would yell at me at this, but this is like a long-term thing. I want to be paid to wait. I'm going to be put money in a company. I at least want to, I want them to pay me for taking a chance on them. Um, so even though like one of my biggest losers in my stock portfolio is Chevron huh. oil. Yeah. It's, it went way down, but their dividends are still up. They're still paying it. So every quarter I get like $40, 
from them. It's like, fine, I don't care. And instead of like reinvesting that into that, uh, that's that's now my fun money that's in the money market account. I just use that. What I've been using, what I've been doing is I'm buying up like tiny little pharmaceuticals here and there, sub $10 like pharmaceutical companies. Because whoever comes one up with them, is gonna, one of one them is going to get the vaccine. You're, boom. It's basically pl playing the prices right. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It so totally it's, is. It's just, you know. One dollar. Bunch of punch. Boom, boom. <laughs> but uh, the sunglass kid in the regular chat asked, how much money do you recommend spending on stocks starting out? How much money How much money could you literally set on fire right in front of you? You won't mm. care. That's it. That's the answer. Yeah. Now, if you want to, how much money? Well, that's like a percentage. Like, how much money in your bank account can you afford to have disappear? Because what you're doing, if you get an, uh, you should really have like an IRA, like an individual retirement account, yeah. because that's stuff that the government can't touch and can't tax you on. If you have a regular one, you may, you will have to pay capital gains and stuff like that if you take money out. Because, you know, when you make money on the stock market, the government wants some of that profit. You don't get that money for free. But if you get an individual retirement account, that is money that you cannot touch until you're 65. And that's the incentive that's the government's way of incenting you, incentivizing you to be, to not be risky. Yeah. So in exchange for them giving you a tax break, you don't get to touch that money until you're 65, but that's a good thing. The whole point of having an individual retirement account and buying stocks is that you want to get interest on that money that's greater than the interest rate. Because if you put money into any bank account, no matter how good the interest rate is, it's not greater than the, than the inflation rate of the US dollar. When mm. you put money into a savings account, it's worth less and less every year. And we complain about that. The way to get around that is to get into stocks. If you're scared, just get a mutual fund, mid cap mutual fund. That's it. That's somebody else manages the, that fund for you. And it, your money is not held in a bank. It's held in whatever company that is. And then that money will grow. It'll beat the S&P 500. And by that, I mean, it'll make more money than the than the top 500 stocks in the US right now. If you're in another country, this doesn't really apply to you. Talk to a financial advisor um, or talk to my mom because she's a financial advisor. I did not I, know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. that was what she did. She was also a crew member for US Airways for a while. Oh, that's um, cool. But uh, so I don't buy mutual funds because I think their growth rate is too small. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm aggressive in that way. Uh, I buy individual stocks. But um, I base, I'm not that skilled, but what I do is I look at their five-year growth plan. If I'm putting a lot of money, I just want to see steady growth over the past five years. And most of these big winners, you see it up, you see a little drop where Rona hit, and then it keeps going back up. So that's what I want to see. The next stock I'm going to buy is going to be Visa. Mm. They've had no dip in the past 10 years. Visa's doing great. Nobody talks about them. <laughs> they also pay a dividend. And, and, their, and their stock symbol is easy. It's just V. Yeah. The, uh, v for fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone in the uh, regular chat talks about how like, uh, oh, uh, Flippant Solution says, if I won the lottery, where would I spend my money? And the first thing that I thought about was- Don't play the like, lottery. Yeah, well, no, well, other than that, is that um, benefits if older Pennsylvanians. No, if the, you if you win money through through gambling, shut the fuck up. 
Yeah, don't tell don't anybody. anybody. No, I wouldn't even. Well, I mean, I would tell my mom, but that, I tell her everything. Okay. Like, um, actually, the other day, my mom was watching uh, America's Got Talent, and there's mm -hmm. a little person on there, and she just randomly men mentions, like, the next day when I'm talking to her, that, uh, hey, did you know that little people are really well endowed? I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Wait, what? Why are you telling me this? Which <laughs> I really hope little person is the correct term because I know it's not the other one that starts with an M, but right. uh, the, uh, the first thing I would do is, well, other than not telling anybody is like, I would get a house with a very big garage, but then like the only thing that I would put in it is like a mint AMC Eagle that I will yeah. only drive like during the summer and some of the autumn and then never, uh, sort of it would just be like kind of a show car it would be something that would put me in a mood in a good mood in a nice place but it wouldn't be something that i would be sort of parading out there all the time and i would wonder from a curiosity standpoint if i would get the sort of like hey i used to have one of those like conversations at like a sheets or something of like oh man they don't make those anymore i'm like yeah well yeah they haven't in many many years yeah but it's one of those things where you never know what kind of car is going to get what kind of reaction like that one cadillac i saw at sheets that had like this matte black finish and then um it had a, a skeleton riding shotgun for whatever reason oh that look yeah 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 it's just that look it's very much a sven Gulli on a saturday night type look mm. you know we're gonna watch forty thousand leagues under the sea or however many thousands of leagues yeah whatever yeah uh, I'm going to have to get a drink in a little bit. Uh, probably just water. We spent all morning writing the week after the week after next uh, review. No, the week after the week after the week after next. Yeah, it's um, a lot of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm still full of coffee and I know I shouldn't drink more. Do I want to make the switch to liquor? It's probably going to happen. Yeah. Um. Got to make sure you but, have water in you because that's I just know. pure oh, dehydration. Yeah. Hydration. Don't get it in on both ends. So yeah. Two big things of water, and then and then I'll be good. Uh, Daniel Smith, we just answered that one. That was the yeah. question about GM and Honda. Thank you, Daniel. Um, real quick question from the regular chat from mm Linux. He said that now that Doug has explained his views on reviewing modified cars, which I believe is that he doesn't want to review modified cars. Uh, what are yours? And I imagine Jimmy. ours has always yeah. It's we've never not done modified cars because remember it's, the hundred fifty thousand dollars Subaru. Yeah, it's yeah. like part of the fun of. RCR is that like a lot of the cars that we review are just plain things that are on the road, but also with that sort of um, that that sense that people have to want to imprint their own yeah. uh, personality on it. Like that's part of the character. The Vagabond Falcon. There's very little Falcon left in that Falcon. That's yeah. heavily modified. I just back and watched some old uh, videos of myself like three years ago. I was like, wow. Bruce really let me have let me do all that in the shop, taught me the basics of welding, plasma cutting, all that stuff. And now when I think about it, eventually, like when I have like, oh, Mr. Regular, what is your what what is your dream car? My dream car is a dream garage, a, a, a building to have something yeah. long in it. Um, I want a 63 or 64. Eh, I think I could even have a 60, 62 to 64. Uh uh ford galaxy convertible but it doesn't fit in my current garage and it won't even make the turn in the alleyway to get into the garage mm. so 
that's going to have to wait. Good thing about Wingadingas that they always hang around. And, but all of those cars don't have overdrives. Thankfully, there's a delightful product called Gear Vendors. And Goodness. whether they, I mean, they gave, they gave Roadkill a Gear Vendors kit for free. <laughs> now, a Gear Vendors kit is like $3,000. Damn. What it is, is a little transmission you put on the back of your transmission. It's a transfer case, like, huh. like most four, uh, four by fours. It has a high and low range. So it just gives you a, a lower range. It'll take like, I think it's like, if you had a rear end ratio of 355, when you flick on the gear vendors, it'll take it down to like 27 or 26. So <laughs> you just drive normally. And then when you get up to speed on the highway, you flick a switch and then it goes. And that's that will solve all the gas mileage problems of uh, Ford Galaxy. And most Ford Galaxies come with a 390 V8. That's what, a six, six and a half liter or something like that? Yeah plenty of displacement especially with a four barrel you'll be fine you'll be golden you won't even have to change the transmission just add that you're going to need a different drive shaft but apart from that good i thought maybe you could go to fi tech for that fe engine because for a long time i thought yeah i need i need an ls i need an ls i need an ls and bruce is kind of talking me out of it it's like it's not it, don't do it and the more I thought about it, the FE block wasn't that bad of an engine. And do I really want to go through that kind of build again where you change everything? Yeah. I've, if you change one thing, I wouldn't even put different tires on it. I'd, I'd keep the small tires. Yeah. I'd want an automatic. And I think you could use them with manuals, though. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the one I reviewed he'll sell it to me <laughs> and mean, then I, and I'll put gear vendors on it. And then I have a manual transmission, manual transmission galaxy, then with an electric overdrive. I mean, what, what's interesting is oh, that five speed. Oh, fuck. That'd be good. That whole month God, damn. that we were sort of off where only the, um, vagabond Falcon videos were coming out. Like I still hear from people that those, that was one of their favorite, like mm. parts of RCR of just like, this is uh, like, it's kind of an unglamorous build. Series. It is. Yeah. It's very brass tacks, meat and potatoes, all that sort of stuff. And, but yeah. people are fascinated by that type of thing. And I think it speaks to the sort of culture of modification and, uh, we've got the new part. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 That's a it's, it's you almost couldn't write it like it's something the new part fixes the oh yesterday's oh no but oh no a every single episode it ends with a, oh no this doesn't fit yeah so get get ready for that with any just spots. make just make bruce said it'll be okay shirts yeah <laughs> bruce says don't worry yeah so i mean it's it's nice to think about that type of thing and to kind of have the option of possibly doing that again but even then it's like something to think of for mm -hmm. down the line, but yeah. yeah. Oh, it would definitely go to Bruce. Yeah. When I get a fat, when, unless something else comes along, that'll woo me away from having like a, like a red, uh, galaxy convertible really. So I could have my own fear and loathing moment yeah. with it. But even though fear and loathing, that was a, that was an Impala, I think. Like uh, HST's real, the Red Shark, I think was an Impala. And then later on, it was a Cadillac Eldorado. Um, but again, I'm partial to Ford's looks in the 60s. I mean, yeah, they're, they're it's very specific. Great. Ford had GM beat in style in the 60s. Although 
GM really came on board late sixties, early seventies. Some of those stuff was fantastic. And in the eighties, I like, I like the, uh, coming around on the F bodies and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I think back to your issue about LS, I always felt like an LS engine is sort of like a spouse where you only really want it because society convinces you convinces you you want it yeah like it's over time everyone's like oh you gotta you, your life's not complete you gotta have it yeah yeah it's like, well, <laughs> i do feel that way do my I life as a car guy isn't complete unless i have an ls something yeah but it's like do i really want an else do i really want a spouse <laughs> do, you know it's like eh, you know because they both require a certain amount of upkeep mm -hmm. you know of satisfaction satisfying yeah living that bachelor Nick H doesn't have a question, just says, yo, Cole Donnelly. There's a familiar face. Thank you for the donation saying Kia Stinger sales have gone nowhere, but down year after year. Are there any other possible reasons besides the fact that no one wants an executive car with a Korean badge? The styling. Styling's very, very conservative on that car. It's a fantastic car that no one looks at. It's a mm. fantastic driving. It's a twin turbo V6. Nothing to hate about that. And it's fan. It's, it's. It's delightfully contemporary. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe someday, I guess, but it, it, it's been in no media or anything. So it's, it's oh, kind yeah. of, it's not a, the quote Rob Pitts, it's not exactly a JC Penny car, but it's, oh goodness, JC Penny. Now that's mm -hmm. a name I haven't heard since. <laughs> Oh, before you were born. Um, it doesn't give you enough flash for the dollar you're spending on a car like that. It's uh, kind of like a Volkswagen Phaeton. It's freaking great. No one, no one knows. Yeah. It's like a Chevy SS. Freaking great. No one knows. So what's what's the point of being better if no one knows you're better? Hmm. Occasion that that's that'll sell a few cars to a few people. I mean, I want us. There's probably the, the thing that will most logical way for me to have an LS and everything I want is to really buy a Chevy SS. Yeah, it's something. But those things people still want forty eight thousand dollars for those things. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, th those are prices where I mean, I think some C five Corvettes go for like north of that, which is wild to me. Because when I was doing the north Corvette, of forty thousand dollars. Yeah, because like when a I was referring to six, maybe, but yeah, but like a nice one. Like, I mean, clearly a nice one, oh, yeah. but it's one of those things where I think it might be, um, C5, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I think it might be like an nostalgia thing. Um, but uh, then again, they came out in the mid to late nineties. So 97, I think 97. Yeah. 96, so 97. I don't know. It's just, it's always bizarre to me to find what, uh, cars go for, uh, the mid to high five figures in the used market. But that's just bizarre to me for whatever reason. Brandon Bauer says, "Going through a breakup, your videos help me laugh." Oh, sorry to hear that, but thank you to thank you yeah, to hear thank that. Thank you for watching, and hope we can continue to help as you know life rolls on, and it will roll on. Very legal, very cool. Says, if I if one can afford it, what are your thoughts on buying a key truck to learn stick on? Um, Tim Strickler did exactly that. He bought a Honda Activan. <laughs> also, what are your thoughts on Thoreau, especially his novel Walden? Well, I've read it. We've wrote about it. Uh, Henry David Thoreau, super high and super by. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he won the fuck the entire planet. Uh, it's uh, during its time. Oh wait, Walden. I, 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 I leaves the grass. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking of Emerson. No wait. Yeah, no, Emerson. Yeah, yeah. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yeah. Uh, Henry David Thoreau. Henry David Thoreau, uh, hippie who said he was living on his own, but actually, Emerson. See, I got that confused. My transcendentalist. Super high and super guys. Walt Whitman. Uh, Henry David Thoreau was living off the dime of Ralph Waldo Emerson, who's the more successful guy. He is the, oh gosh, uh, Naked Lunch. Uh, oh, oh, what's his name? Junkie. Uh, uh, I'm looking it up. Uh, Burroughs. William Burroughs. S. Burroughs. He is, uh, Emerson is to uh, Thoreau what William S. Burroughs was to On the Road. Uh, oh, um, um. On the road, what the? I saw the greatest minds of my generation. What's his name? Uh, I hate that I can't remember. Yeah. I'm having massive brain farts. Um, uh, Kerouac? Yeah. All right, there we go. It's a Jack Kerouac. He is the older, more mature guy who saved up, who lends the artist money. So Thoreau's full of shit, but what he wrote was great. Huh. He's like Bono. Yeah, it's like I and this is a Jeremy Clarkson line. It's like I know you're supposed to hate you too, but then you hear a YouTube song and you're nodding to it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something where uh, I think one of them talk the talk and the other walk the walk. Yeah, sort of thing. Of I, I Thoreau always read or Walden. I don't know why I always think of that book as Thoreau and not yeah. Walden. Um, yeah, it's right al- over there on the piano on the other one. It always read as immensely hypocritical to me. Mm-hmm. Of like. Uh, you all should live this way. It's so easy or it's so natural and everything. It's like, well, you know, but you're really not. And then he has these like weird encounters with like a random guy who tries to get him to change religions or something along those lines. And it's just something where, you know, it seems like his idea of an ideal life is divorced of other people yeah it's like man is one with nature and nature is all man needs it's like well no i mean for some men yes but he's trying to apply a universal idea to a very narrow subset of the individual it's like why are you trying to say it, it would be like saying like every human needs a pickup truck it's like well no they don't all need a pickup truck it's just a very specific person you know will love to have a pickup truck Mm -hmm. and some of them will use them for work or for you know other you know projects that they want to do around the house or over somewhere else you know but not everybody who has a pickup truck necessarily needs it for any specific uh manual labor purpose Mm -hmm. sometimes you just want a pickup truck and that's all right. Like if I could have one of the the IDI pickup that mm-hmm. we did, that like that would be wonderful because it's very much an experience akin to um, traveling back in time. Yeah, and you feel very much in the cultural moment when you're driving it. But that's mm-hmm. not necessarily something that's applicable to all people. No. So, no, I don't know. If Thoreau would be alive today, he'd be ranting about globalism from a room filled with Apple products. 
<laughs> That's a good line. Um, Lego back. Have y'all considered doing a cheap car road trip? Yes. Buy a $1,500 car and head to a location same day as the car purchase. Could be fun. Yeah, that's what other car channels are doing. Um, huh. Someone. Oh, is it three already? Oh, yeah. School oh, yeah, let out. Yeah. School. School. Okay. That's a thing that's happening. <laughs> that's somehow. Uh, um, uh, again, the manual transmission Toyota Camry. There's a guy in Philly who has a six-speed Camry. I'm trying to get him to come up here to, uh, he's in school still, or he's in college still. Um, trying to get him to come up here sometime to film it. Uh, that's something that I would want as a road trip car when the Falcon goes in for a new alternator bracket. I wrote a very nice email to uh, Marsh Pulleys, Marsh Performance, who made the alternator bracket. Marsh Performance uh, is one of those companies that sells the really shiny pulleys and brackets for your small block Chevy and small block Ford that you see at every Wingadinga car show. They're billet aluminum, but they're supposed to be really good. My, my alternator bracket developed a crack in it. I don't know when it happened. It may have been there for years, which I guess says good thing about a machine. It's like a machined aluminum alternator bracket. How on earth does that develop a stress fracture in it? Um, so the whole kit's $90, which is on, on the expensive, uh, it's on the bearable side of son of a bitch. So I wrote a very nice letter to Mart saying, hey, YouTube channel, something we really appreciate the products and all this. Could you replace this with the hardware? I haven't heard back from him yet. Maybe I could like tweet to him or, or something or other. Maybe. Because like March is supposed to be the best for like aftermarket stuff. Hmm. So they're certainly priced that way. Very nice. Um, I'd just like to hear back from someone at March. Marsh or March. Um, is there a deference to dusk in there? Like, oh, did I miss one? Possibly. Deference to dusk, or we haven't got to yours yet. Possibly. So Might that's need a uh, 79. Daniel Smith, Nick H, Coral Donnelly, James F, Brandon Bear, very legal, very cool. We're on Lego back. The next one is Elijah Jackson. All right. Well, deference to dusk is coming up. We didn't get to you yet. Cool. Eliza Jackson. Uh, Thank you for the generous Thank donation. You. Hey guys, my question won't fit in the super chat. Here's $10 for making me smile since the A86 video was new. Oh, thank you so mm. much for liking mm -hmm. that. Um, Kai, there, there, there goes the fans on the old Apple book again. Wah, wah. Need, uh, prop it up, get some air under this guy. There it goes. Ooh, that is warm. That is a warm laptop. Hmm. Mm. Uh, just a uh, $2 request for Nick. Can you say I want it in that voice? Oh, I want it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bob, uh, 50 kroners. Remember, kids, you can't spell brome without bro. <laughs> and of course, the ham. Also, if not Subaru, then what brand for outdoorsy liberals? If not Subaru. Okay, uh, political choice of cars. Like typically, like the, the go-to thing is like to say anything that's not American, the outdoor choice. <sighs> outdoorsy. The suffix 
you know, out s out the suffix y yeah implies it is ish like not quite outdoors like your average outdoor person would have name your gm pickup truck with four by four i'm gonna go but if you want to go like the stereotypical if you say the sort of reagan era liberal insult would be to imply that someone wants the appearance of being outdoorsy without really being it so they'd have a very expensive car that probably is, is is capable or even more capable than your average GM or Ford product or uh, FCA for that matter, um, but never use it, which leads me towards either Land Rover or classic, like the FJ40, classic FJ40 uh, Land Cruiser from like the 70s. Like Rogan was talking about that, how that, oh, that's really cool. That's an outdoorsy thing. That's a very expensive collector car now. Yes, it's capable. Um, but they're so valuable now. Um, when you take a car out off road, you're destroying it. Yeah. Um, um, stuff's going to break. Even if it's just like body panels and stuff, you're going to dent it. You're going to scratch it. It's the value just goes down. So, I mean, I'm going to go classic FJ 40, bring a trailer stuff. So that's, that's my answer. Yeah. So, I mean, if everything's going to break, it's sort of like a yes on the forerunner, but no on like mm -hmm. a Honda element. Or the, something. The thing is, putting a political slant to it, I haven't really seen that in the car world. Like, people like what they like, and I haven't really seen too much crossover between, like, oh, oh, if you're conservative, that you buy this, or if you're liberal, you buy that. I think it's more of a money thing. Yeah. Like, if you have money, you buy the nice thing. And if you don't, you pretend the nice thing is for liberals. <laughs> I, think that's how it, I think that's how it goes. Even yeah. if the person driving the expensive car votes the same as you do, I think that's the, that, that's the honey trap or the honey pot people trap themselves in. Um, more of envy than anything else. I forget which video we said, uh, like, oh, that's a rich man's car. Oh, the C8. Yeah. yeah. A rich man's car. You know, I want it, but I don't want to work for it. So that's really it. Um, it's like my dentist. He he really, really wants a classic land, classic land rover. And I told him, like, I know you're a dentist, you can afford this. You're a dentist yeah. in a small town, everybody goes to you. You can't afford a fifty thousand dollar cherry one from Bring a Trailer or, or something like that. Just buy it. Yeah, it's as solid as buying Microsoft. They're only going to go up. Yeah, they may be bubbling now, but if you want it, fine. You only get so many laps around the sun. Buy the car you want. Yeah, live your life. Um, uh, difference to dust. Do you think that Elio ended up being the same scam as oh, this, this is a you oh question. as the Dale? Um, yeah, I'm going to go get something to drink. You can talk about that. Oh yeah, it currently remains to be seen because a lot of it depends on. Um, I guess if they ever have anything to show for it, I know they have something right now. I don't know how much of it, basically for people who don't know the Elio is sort of a pseudo successor to the Dale, which was a three wheeled car from the like late seventies, early eighties <clears throat> that uh, basically 
was intended to be the most fuel efficient car ever built topping north of like 70 miles a gallon or some crazy number like that and it was going to be super affordable like no less than or no more than like twenty five hundred dollars ish or something and now the elio has come along now the dale had been uh proven to be a scam although uh the woman behind it liz carmichael insisted right up until she was arrested that she never intended for it to be a scam but the fact is like there's far too much evidence suggesting that the opposite is true so now you end up with the elio which is similarly being questioned because it's been like a decade if not more or i might be getting the dates wrong but it's got to be at least around that long mm -hmm. and you don't really have anything to show for it and you know who's to say there really is a market for this three-wheeled car that's supposed to get like tons of gas mileage and supposed to be this huge boon to the environment and i mean ultimately i think it's still a story that's technically in progress yeah so it's hard to really comment about it but i mean from what i get I don't know that it's any more viable than the Dale was just because they don't seem to have the financial backing necessary to bring this to market mm -hmm. unless they get some sort of wild venture capitalist in on this, you know, get like a, I don't know, just someone with money that they want to just get into the auto industry and decide this is going to be their thing. And this is going to be the thing that advances their fortune and gives them a name. And mm -hmm. I mean, Ultimately, I don't think that the Elio is quite there. And in my opinion, I don't know that it's going to be. Now, yeah. watch it end up like exploding into popularity or something. But I mean, I think that's about as likely as, you know, like me becoming president. Right. I mean, I did just turn 35, so I can run. Yeah. But ugh, I have enough stress already. Matt, could you freaking imagine like running for any elected office? I'm talking like I, I wouldn't run for comptroller. There right. would be so much stress. I'm just like, well, listen here, constituents. Yeah. You people, you let, let me tell you <laughs> something about my opponent who I don't know anything about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just not a good time. Graham White says, quote, unquote, CEO of Brown. All right. Thank you for $10 Canadian. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote, CEO of Brown. Okay. Rock and roll. I'll take the title. Thanks. Jesse Buchanan. Buchanan, I think it is. Uh, just says stonks. Yes, stonks. stonks. That's where I get my news. Flyby Geek. Uh, thank you for your donation. Just investing in RCR stonks. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you. <laughs> it will always pay. Uh, let me refresh this page. I'm just going to look for the word stonks. Stonks. We there we go. There it goes. I say stonks casually now. Ryan Vance. Thank you for the generous donation. I want you to review Adventure Dad Wagon on Instagram. I feel like that video is hysterical. Uh, love the show. Keep up the great work. I'm unfamiliar with Adventure Dad Wagon. As am I mm. currently. I'm um, looking up Adventure Dad Wagon on Instagram. As am I. Follow dad the adventures Taylor. of a dad in a wagon. 
2019 Subaru Outback 3.6R. I mean, right. looks cool. Looks kind of zombie apocalypse-ish. All right, let's but. see here. Adventure Dad, yep. I would like the entire Subaru accessory kit. It's got big wheels, so it normally doesn't fit below. Um, he's got those tires that I've seen before. He's got a wrap on it that says he digs things. It says dad wagon. He's got off-road lights that do a good job at lighting up his own hood as he drives. So you get reflection on that. I guess he lives in Virginia. He's got a lift on it. He parked next to another Subaru. Does he drive around with that rack on the roof? Probably. Um, what is that? A pop-out tent or something like that? It's got a roof rack with nothing in it. It's got another picture by some windmills. So, so he's got headlights. He's got factory fog lights. He's got KC off-road lights. And then he has those light up your hood lights up there at the top and then a light bar down below. And the later ones, did I say, yep, added a light bar to the roof. So can you, can you have any more possible lighting? He has a picture with a bunch of kids, the boys, which I guess are his kids. He's got first aid, made it look like it was an old VHS thing. Oh, he's got uh, some sort of bash bars there. I wonder where they mount to. I hope they don't mount to the radiator supports. It'll break them off. You can tell. Can you see how much I'm hating on another, on another Subaru guy? It's not that I hate the car. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. It's like I've done some off-roading in my base Subaru. You don't really have to. You don't have to do anything to them. They're just, they're fine. The thing is that it's still a passenger car, so it has a lot of like. Subarus have a lot of low-hanging fluid containers, especially the new ones. Yep. It's like your radiator overflow tank. Those things aren't guarded. So hmm. they're just plastic. You take a hit to that, you're not going anywhere. Uh, nope. that's, that's the end of your boxer engine. So it's it's a, I, I, it's a look thing. I, I mean, I I'm damning his car with faint praise right here, but... I also want a Mad Max style thing, and I've flirted with the idea of doing that to <laughs> Goldie. But I drove that lifted Baja, and it drives pretty much the same, but it rides a little rough, and your gas mileage is worse. Yeah. And there's really no trails around here in Eastern PA. They all have like you can't drive cars on them. The, the the local constituents with their horses who get to talk to their governor. You now they can ride their horses on the trails. We can't ride dirt bikes and we can't ride four wheelers and we can't ride there ride cars and it's all horses. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the reasons I don't like horses because somehow they get a pass for doing everything. Yeah. Shit all over the place. <laughs> Meaning like, ooh, but ooh, a two stroke, you know, can't, uh-oh, white smoke coming out the back. Meaning, meaning, or you have this thousand pound thing that huffs and snots and spits and shits. Pretty much. Constituents. Um, anyway. I'm sure he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I have uh, two quick regular chat questions that I think you could answer. Uh, one from Brandon Peters. Uh, why did used Chevy Sonics go up a couple thousand in value? Mm. I'm unaware. Huh. I don't know either. I mean, God's did honest. They, make a they did make a turbo version, I think, like an RS or something like that. Maybe. I mean, it could be that. 
and that it's just that's why um or unless they were featured in something that i'm not aware of and suddenly they're cool now and then uh the second one is from wallaby party would you ever do a review of the yamaha tw200 it seems like that bike seems like a great bike for the channel and i'm a bit surprised you haven't yet i love that bike yeah so people have off the thing about the t uh the the 200 is if i'm remembering right that's the one with the balloon tires on it Oh, it's really good off-road. You know, really. Um, maybe in like grass and stuff like that, where the things aren't going to stink sink in. You don't really need balloon tires. Not even in sand. Well, maybe in sand. But sand, like deep sand, like deep loose sand, you want paddle tires. Um, it's It's more for looks. And when you have big wheels like that, it makes the engine work harder. So sometimes you have to gear it more aggressively. So that makes, yeah, so it makes up the, for the extra weight, but now you have a lower top speed, you tax that little engine. I think it's a fine little funky looking bike, but you look at your, your traditional off-road bikes, they don't have fat tires. They'll have standard tires with just wider tread, like a really aggressive tread coming out the either side. You don't really want a fat tire because it makes the steering all slushy and weird. And especially like on a 125 uh, um, dirt bike, you want to keep those things as light as possible. Um, so big fat tires, mm, like balloony tires, like the like the two hundred has. It's more of a look thing than anything else. Um, but I'd like to drive one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yankee Doodle uh, says I'm becoming an electrician. Good trade. Shout out to the Black Election, another electrician who's now wandering the country right now in, a, I think, a RAV4. I have a 99 Chevy Blazer at the moment. What should I save up for after college? Toyota's the answer. Yeah, Toyota truck. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if you want to go Chevy Blazer, RAV4. Just ask, uh, yeah, anyway. uh, uh, Instagram, uh, the Black Election. Uh, he was an AT through hiker and now Pacific Crest Trail. I don't know if he did the Continental Divide. Uh, also a big um, uh, bicycle guy, road bike and dirt bike, as in bicycle. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if he has a rental or he bought it. Uh, it's a RAV4, loves it, took it off-road. But you want a Toyota truck, that means you want a taco truck, the Tacoma. Buy the Tacoma or a 4Runner. I was just thinking about four runners today. Like whenever, like if suddenly the uh, something crazy happens with Goldie, um, like the head gaskets blow catastrophically or something else breaks and that's the end of it. There's tons of four runners everywhere. I just buy a four runner. Yeah. And then I use that until I find something more permanent or unless I really like the four runner because four runners you can buy and you can sell them all day long. It's no problem to sell a Toyota four runner. Mm. Um, it's even easier to sell Tacoma as long as you don't get too crazy with the price. But you can be more flexible with your. You can be, you you can make more more money on a Forerunner than and uh, and a Tacoma than you can like an, on an F one fifty. Silverado, that's a different story if it has an LS. Um, I'm getting sidetracked. Miat, Miat, uh, review of Versa and ran about subprime lenders. Yeah. <laughs> I got to hit the bathroom. Uh, Tony Airlines has a Versa. Versa sedan with an auto box. Doesn't even have an auto box. It has a CVT. We could do his someday for hard up. 
You just come up here with that. Like this is a Versa that drives into New York City every week. Of course, now he gets to do it and there's less traffic. Tony Airlines was just telling me a story the other day how um, he had to go fly. Uh, he's an airline pilot. You saw him before. Uh, he has the Honda Beat as well. Uh, he had a leave, drive to JFK. And when he got to JFK, they're like, oh, we need you in Newark. Just get in this black car, you know, like a town car, like an executive, into the black into the black town car, and then drive him all the way back to Newark. He doesn't live in Newark. He lives, uh, I forget where he lives, uh, uh, north of Trenton somewhere in a nice neighborhood. Uh, I only say that because of Trenton. Sorry, Trenton. You almost have to make that, like, distinction. <laughs> Does he live in Trenton? No, not Trenton, Trenton. <laughs> Sometimes we say that about Redding. He lives in Redding? No, not Redding, Redding. Why am I missing? <laughs> Pennsylvania jokes. Anyway. So, yeah, Versa. Good question. MLF Commissioner. Uh, thank you for your donation. Would you argue that FCA is garbage? Yeah, unless you're buying a RAM. Pickups are okay. Pickups are okay, or you're buying something that's like uh, the Dodge division of Mopar. You know, your 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 Challenger Hell Hellcat, Charger or Challenger, you're gonna be fine. Ram, you're gonna be fine. Everything else, meh. so yeah, three good vehicles out of that entire company. Uh, Miat again. Oh, Miat appears again and again. Oh, thank you. Says Bruce Hen looks a lot like John Denver. He does, like a mix of John Denver and Ben Folds. Yeah, early Ben Folds. Never thought of that. Yeah. And as for Fiat Chrysler, I kind of compare them to WWE, where like, if you like them, it's because you're sort of um, remembering when they were good, uh. but they've gotten progressively worse mm. over time. Uh, I don't know. We're far removed from the years of Randy Savage. Yeah. It's like uh, having a Hellcat, having like a, a Challenger and like having it in the same colors as the, as the old one from the 70s, 7071 is, uh, and like taking the badging off and putting off the lettering and the font style, excuse me, typeface of, 70s Dodge is the automotive equivalent of walking around with a with a recreation of a Hulkamania Hulkamania T-shirt. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Miat, uh, I say Bruce Hen looks like John Denver, and then Miat says again, review an LS swapped FD. They are perfection. Uh, FC FD. I think I drove one. Hmm. An FD. All right. F FC, we did the FC, the Mazda FC, the FD. Is the FD the RX-8 or is FD? No, those are all RX-7s. Okay, RX-7 FD. Then, yeah, I, I did drive one. It was just a point of view one. It's like, congratulations, you built a C5 Corvette. Yay. That's my opinion of... And, and if you do it to an RX-8, like the one at Bruce Hens, congratulations. You just built a C6. <laughs> Great. Tremendous. Jake Noble. 
Hey guys, I think you would both love the Hulu biopic Wu-Tang, an American saga. Yeah, the Wu is forever. Yeah. It's set in early 90s New York City and shows Wu-Tang before their stardom. Nice. That'd be that'd be a nice thing. I do like biopics like that Fleetwood Mac script that I keep going on mm -hmm. about that was so great and how it included photos of a young Stevie Nicks. And I'm like, yes, I would have been in love with this person. Mm -hmm. Cause she looked like a young blonde haired Carrie Fisher. Yeah. So yeah. Me out again says review a 9093 caravan and crappiness. Well, I did my family's 94 caravan. That's that's in the early days of RCR. But if we get I can get my hands on a stick shift one, then yes. Mm. I'd love to do that. Me out again says summer and summer. Every other day, blue wind gets. Is that a Fleetwood Mac reference? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. But thank you. Thank you for the donation. Hootie Who says, thoughts on the Lexus LC500? None. <laughs> it still has an NAV8, but no one's really buying them since it doesn't do great on numbers. Goosemen seem to like it. What's a gooseman? Yeah. Is that like a wingadinga guy, but he's got more money and he wears polo shirts that actually fit him? Not like blousey things. LC500, I think I get the vibe of this car. LC500, it's a Cadillac XLR, but it's not as crappy. There you go. I want yeah, a Cadillac's yeah. XLR, but oh uh, no, no, okay. I couldn't find any meaning for Goose, goose man. man. He likes goose head, like a goose beer. There's some IPA, mm -hmm. maybe. Um, so yeah, LC five hundred. Yeah, it's a it's a better Cadillac XLR. Very Nissan three fifty Z says, if Ernest Hemingway was a car vehicle, what would it be? Um, I'm not going to make shotgun jokes because that's what you think I'm going to do. He had a bunch of like concussions and craziness. Uh, he's not a Camaro. He's an El Camino. <laughs> yeah, the, an El Camino SS, but like at its low peak in like the late 80s. Square body, El Camino. One of the last ones of them. It's a guy just hanging on, thinking that he can drink back his youth. Mm, that's a good line. Sheesh. That's, uh, I mean, he's kind of someone who could never really get the hang of this living thing. Yeah. It's kind of. It's sad. a living thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not, not, it's unrealizing that he's the butt of the joke. If Ernest Hemingway was a car, he'd be the type mom. Okay, that's that. But I'm, yeah, I can picture Ernest Hemingway in that. And he would be the guy who, when people say, uh oh, here comes trouble, they mean it. Mm. Rob Parison, thank you for your generous donation. Once I get my 2010 Volvo XC90 back, I will have spent more than $5,000 in the past year on its paid off and has been for a while. At what point do you cut your losses and break up with your car when it stops becoming fun? Yeah. When you start weighing it as, or when you start resenting it almost yeah. for like, oh, I have to put so much money in you. 
you know, to keep you here. When you start complaining to other people, like I've already put this much money into it, I'm not gonna abandon it now. That's when you abandon it. Yeah, it's the <laughs> I'm old- I'm not gonna abandon it now. I'm not gonna give up on it, give up on it. Yeah, because there's a lot of, in a relationship, if you say, well, I'm not gonna leave him because I've already given him four years of my life. And it's like, well, yeah, but are you? Are, can you afford to give him another four? You know, it's like, do you have another four years in this? So applying it to a car, it's like, I've already put $4,000 into this. It's like, okay, but do you have another $4,000 you really want to put into this? Yeah. Or is it something like that? Now, granted, I've put, I don't know the exact total, but I probably put at least, at least the value of my car into keeping my car running. And I don't care because that car still mm-hmm. means a lot to me. I still love driving it. Mm-hmm. I it, I love how she looks. I love everything about her. Yeah, um, S95s may take a turn. Yeah, they <laughs> may. Bank on that. Yeah, but it I may mean, be worth eight thousand dollars. Well, yeah. What is your car? What is my car worth? My car. Well, my car is only legal in this county because we don't have emissions, and I have an EVAT problem. But it's only a emissions problem that doesn't count in my county. But still, my Subaru is worth about $1,000. I think your SN95 is worth more than 1000 Huh. Maybe 1800 Maybe. The Falcon... Mm, my Falcon is either worth ten, or it's worth thirty-five, <laughs> depending who really wants a 1960... Ford Falcon into which a tr- almost track ready Fox body has been built into. Yeah. Like it's an odd, odd vehicle. Probably the most valuable vehicle I own is my motorcycle. Just a plain Jane uh, Suzuki 650F. It's probably worth three grand. Someone in the regular chat, SRC says, Roman, what car do you get if Red Betty dies instead of another SN95? And to that I say, look, look at me. Look at me. (laughs) I dress the same way year round. I always have like a button up shirt with some sort of weird pattern on it. Maybe it's flannel, maybe it's whatever. And long pants and usually black socks. And I'm usually wearing a hat, but whatever. (laughs) Today I'm not. But the whole idea being that, um, you know, it'll probably be another SN95 because I'm an artfully- S197, S197. Two valve modular V8, the best V8 they made before the Coyote. I would want it to be a GT. Uh, yeah, yeah. The next time, like, but it's something where That's I'm, fine. Oh, man, I'm almost like I'm almost like Doug Funny, where like that one episode of Doug where he opens the closet and he has a whole yeah. closet full of the exact same outfit, and people think he's only wearing his outfit because it was featured on like their version of Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Yeah, but it's like, no, look, I'm literally the most boring person on the planet. It's like that's me. I literally just have. The same out. You can go to my Instagram right now at the Roman Nick and it, cheap plug. But just look through my pictures and you'll see I'm wearing like the same shit in every picture that I have. Um, unless I'm wearing like RCR merch, like a Kunkelman Chevrolet shirt that I was wearing while I was vlogging about my 2004 Mustang Jeep. Oh wait, that's still an SN95. Never mind. Well, it is an SN95, five thousand five hundred dollars. Uh-huh. You could have the V8. <laughs> you can one, have a, that, 126,000 miles. I am selling my 2004 Mustang GT. It's black. This car is in good mechanical shape. It runs and shifts smoothly. It's manual transmission. Uh, the body has a small dent, a few small scratches. 
uh, I love this car I'm only selling because I need something with better gas mileage for college. It's equipped with MagnaFlow exhaust, which means oh. it's going to be low. Oh, it's as window, heavy window tint. Yeah, I'm not. That and, could be removed. But then when they're talking about like body dents and stuff like that, I'm not really, you know what I mean? Like, um, <sighs> exact same interior. I, I, I want you to go S197. Yeah. Interior gets so much better. Oh, f screw you. I need to go owner, not dealer. Dealers just spam. I promise I'll get to the other super chats, but now I'm looking at an old Mustang. You have a 1968 Mustang V8 convertible $29,000. Talk that guy down to 25. 07, you don't want the convertible. What is it? It's 2013. 2006. Here we go. $8,600. Eight even. 06 Mustang GT premium it has some weird wheels on it. Um, again, manual. Oh, he's got a intake on it garage captain covered model paint never abused new rims and tires new intake uh tune up whatever that means need to replace that radio eight grand pretty good fox body twelve thousand dollars and yeah, so you can get one sub 10. $8,000 gets you a pretty good one. Don't get a convertible. There's another convertible. Not a convertible. Is that 03? Yours is an 04. $10,000. Guy wants $10,000. Damn. For a 03 SN95. Mine's an 04. A bunch of dumb. Ooh, those headlights. Oh. It's got a chip in it. Yeah, he's pretty high for wanting $10,000 for that. You know, God's honest, though, like doing the Corvette RCR stories like that trilogy has kind of made me um, like interested in a C4, even though like realistically, I would never want to own one just because I know that a C4 is the very definition of 1986. Yeah, that, and that would be nice. That would be nice. But Six thousand seven hundred dollars. Big grotesque wing on the back. Probably went into the nineties. That's an automatic transmission. It's got the digital dash. Got some body damage. Got some more body damage. Mm. I mean, it's it's always going to be like an uphill battle trying to find something that I'm kind of um, going to be happy with because I feel like it's going to be a rough act to follow. You know, when you love something that much, even understanding that it's not ideal, I suppose. Oh, 84 black on black. Ooh. Man, God, it looks good in black. It's, it does. Uh, Doug Nash, but, I think it's Doug Nash 2 plus 2 with a walnut trim interior. I don't think they ever did that. What is that? Ugh, those seats, how they crack like crazy. C5, here we go. Best bet, twelve thousand seven hundred. Talk them down to eleven. Mm. Black, white car, black wheels. That does look sad. It's that those are like the worst colors to have a car in. Mm. <laughs> Just because, I mean, it looks nice in black and it looks nice in white until you actually drive it, and suddenly you're having to go to the car wash every True. afternoon. Which, I mean, I don't have. I take. Betty to the car wash like almost every week and just spray her down but it's something where you know it's like it almost doesn't keep for a week 
because mm-hmm. it's just so much and that's a red car never mind a black car or a white car which is just like a lint roller for detritus and yeah bird you would poop. need like a silver thing yeah uh silver convertible you don't have mickey mouse hands you don't need that 2000 corvette c5 twelve thousand dollars which means you can easily do 11 looks bone stock manual has Florida plates. Why is it being sold in Pennsylvania? Oh, Central New Jersey makes a little bit more sense. Ugh, that old shifter knob. Change that to like at least some round thing. Yeah, that's fine. 108,000 miles. Fine. Calls it a nine out of 10. <laughs> this is a five. That's like rating yourself. Yeah. It's like that's I Randy mean- Marsh's dick measuring thing that he did (laughs) yeah that's complex math yeah okay miat again says build a first generation rav4 all track with an mr2 engine it's been done prime justin burnash did it yeah prime performance they did a gen 3 and it's shredded two transmissions uh like he got all four wheels spinning on that thing with 300 horsepower in one of those things it's great the gearbox and differential it just turns it to dust yeah, can't be. It, it can be done and can't be done. Austin Hill says, "What's a trusty wagon SUV for under th- Subaru? Forester, Outback, for under three grand? Yeah, it's gonna be hard to beat that. Or a CRV, or a Rav Four. All roads lead back to Subaru. Or Subaru, Toyota, Honda. Yeah. That's that's where you want to be for that price. It's where you want to be." You wouldn't be able to go Jeep with that. Three thousand dollars would fall apart. Um, we're talking Wranglers here, and don't buy, don't buy a Liberty, don't buy a Nitro, don't buy anything else. Dude, is someone going to do something about their car alarm? Yeah, uh, I bet they're not even home. It's driving me slowly nuts. Why does Roman invite idiots on show and not along? I don't get what that means. Oh, Rogan. Oh, Rogan. Yeah, because I think they also asked that in the regular chat too. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, well. I don't know. It's his show. He does what he wants. Yeah, I guess he just wants- You start a podcast and do it better. Yeah, I guess. Although, yeah. He's now now over 50, and he just wants to have a nice conversation. I think think that's his success, is that he's cordial. He'll let other people talk. And some people are like, but he's giving them a platform. It's just a conversation. Yeah. And often, like, if you have people- when there are people on that you disagree with, he doesn't let idiots stand in their own way. Yeah, like, just let them talk. Let them talk. Let them unspool. And yeah. you know, and the thing is, is that like I don't think a platform is inherently dangerous unto itself. It's at some point, I think there needs to be a certain measure of accountability within someone's own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can interface with different opinions, but you know. Rogan could have like phobes. He could have sort of, you know, crazy people Mm. and I'll listen to it, but I don't, I'm never going to agree with any of those opinions Mm -hmm. and I'm never going to necessarily feel like, you know, I'm being slowly coerced. Like Mm -hmm. I've never listened to a podcast and had it inform my opinion by the same token that I feel like, any 
YouTube or should inform anyone else's opinion. Right. Like I wouldn't want someone listening to us and having that for their advice. opinion. Like, yeah. Go it's to Car just, Wizard. You want genuine car advice. Yeah. We're more like a sort of like a jumping off point of like, okay, well, it's entertainment, but you know, our opinions aren't always going to align. And I that's make all mistakes right. All the time. Yeah. And it, it, that's the thing is that being able to interface with now, granted, Speaking like to make mistakes, I'm gonna make myself a martini because it's 337 and 337 in the afternoon on a Thursday. Tremendous. Uh, quick quick question here. Miat again says, I know someone spent nine thousand dollars to replace an engine on a Mini Cooper. Yeah, many people are are weird like that. That's probably the price of the car. Yeah, 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 maybe a little bit more. Me, your car, uh, more money. Some people really love their minis, like like Foster Eber, or you know him as Adler the Eagle. He loves his mini, and he wants to keep it going. I, I, I tell him, like, drive this car until it explodes and get rid of this fucking BMW <laughs> piece of shit. Your car's not a piece of shit. It drives great. Minis are fantastic driving cars. Mm. Maintaining them, though, yeah, everything's shoehorned in there. It's not, it's not easy to work on them. I told him just just get a Corolla, get a Corolla hatch or get a Honda Fit to replace that thing. You'll love the gas mileage and they'll be just as fun. And it's not going to prompt. Well, the Honda will shift great. You'll be surprised how well Honda shift. You get the Toyota, it's going to be notchy. It's not going to shift as nice as the Mini. But I feel you, Miat. Thanks for your question. Uh, la, 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 la. Um, I want a good question to go out on before I make myself an alcohol. Epon88 says, last week I asked Ford, Ford Focus RS ST Elantra N-Line. You said ST. Yep. I forgot to mention the Type R and Veloster N. Type R Civic versus Veloster N, Type R. Current cars is CX-3. Is your answer still ST? Okay. ST or Type R? Well, a Type R to speak in a Michael Fassbenderian way, mm. I wouldn't call the Type R the ST's opposite number. Uh, it's more the ST versus SI, current SI, the turbo. So if you're saying, should I get a Type R or, get, or still get an ST? The ST is the nice conservative 250 horsepower daily driver. You're getting a Type R, now you're up to 300 horsepower and you're getting something that's kind of finicky and also questionably overheating. I mean, it needs all that extra ducting in there to keep that uh, keep that tightly wound turbocharged engine very cool versus the ST, which is just made to be a fun daily runner. So the answer is still ST and you're also gonna have a wider uh, knowledge base on it because the ST community is huge. So yes, ST. Good question. Bellman says, RCR video that put in the most effort that you're most proud of that got the least views or worst reception. Um, I'm going to go with the Fiero. Yeah. And uh, well, I'll let you give your answers and then you go. Oh, all right. Well, um, my answer, the all right, Fiero. there you go. Um, yeah. For me, the Fiero was a big one. Like I actually had people like sort of figure out my email address just so they could tell me directly how much it sucked and how much they didn't like want to hear my voice or have me on it, which... I mean, was weird because that was like my introduction to um, mitigating my expectations because ultimately, like I expected people to like it, even though I was a little bit hesitant because I'm like, Brian, if it's not your voice, they're going to like freak out. And, uh, you know, they're just going to think, oh, they're letting, you know, the 
camera guy talk like every YouTube channel does for like one video or two, not knowing that like I was co-writing everything. And, um, and I felt bad because it was sort of like, I don't know. It was just something that I felt bad about for a while. Now I look back on it and it's like hilarious to me that people got that <laughs> upset about something like that. I mean, it's like, it's almost like they had people hadn't been watching the channel before that point and were expecting some measure of context any of it. Although I understand the nature of the critiques because half of it is like this weird noir movie that, but it, I bristle against the idea that it didn't have anything to do with what we were saying because it was more along the lines of like a subtextual look at uh, what the Fiero meant in its time versus what it means now. And um, I don't know. I always loved that review. Uh, and it was very fun to make and fun to record and uh, film all that other stuff. As for the one that like I wasn't really expecting much out of, but actually did really well, was the hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar Subaru. Oh hell yeah! Um, because that uh, recently crossed a million views. Oh, that car's such and, a piece of shit. But like I didn't <laughs> expect yeah. expect that video to do anything like what it did. And um, same with all those point of view drive. Our three most popular videos are all point of view drives. Yep. The I think they're general because they're general interest. Yeah, it's the fire engine, the Knight Rider, and the Ariel Atom. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so wild to me that, like, those are nothing. Like, it's just head on a GoPro yeah. and drive and yeah. then throw it in the editing. Well, I mean, I can't speak for you in terms of how long it takes to edit, but relative to, like, a regular video that we do. I got to go. I got to buy, like, a kitten and just film it. A kitten, <laughs> like regular kit, regular kitten, and just have the kitten just be cute in a car and make money that way. Yeah, just like this is our pandering video. Yeah, of just uh, you know, just title it "Regular Car Reviews Sells Out." It's just <laughs> we're it's just a fucking cat, a cat, and then like it's the you thumbnail just is just a red arrow pointing, pointing at, at the cat, cat, cat and like yellow the car. circle around and it's, it, and it's just the cat just blinking. Yeah. <laughs> On like uh, on like a Bentley or something like that, yeah. or just hey, can I come to your dealership and just let my cat walk around on your car? <laughs> or we just keep putting it back on the car. Meow. Money. That sounds like the Christmas special waiting to happen. We, we do we even have like anything for the Christmas special? No, we haven't booked out that far yet. Yeah, because normally the Christmas special is either something really weird or something really expensive, like stuff we don't normally do. And I don't know that we're gonna get that this year. <sighs> um, so and I don't know that necessarily we should try. It's just um, it can be whatever you yeah, know. Let, let me look in my email. I promise we'll continue with these uh, super chat questions. I'm gonna look for my email. Uh, have we done a Lamborghini? L A M B O R. There it is. Thank you for spelling. Uh, what do we got? Do we have any Lamborghinis? <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, there's a 94 Ferrari 512. You have to go to St. Louis for that. That looks nice. That is nice. That is nice, but not go. drive to Missouri nice. Uh, now we're going old ones last year. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, that's it. I'm you sure. Want to do we'll... another Ferrari? F-E-R-R. 
or it could be like a big crossover hey, with someone else. Oh the whole point God. is that the Christmas special is something that's like yeah. genuinely different from the stuff we usually do. Um, uh, Maserati. God, I hate Maseratis. <laughs> I've never even driven one. I don't like it. You don't believe in shooting stars, but you believe in choosing cars. Um, but the, but the, but the, but the, but the, 1984 Ferrari 308 Quattrovole, Orange County, California. I wish I could just have a teleportation machine just so I could go visit Matt Farah's new shop without the ordeal of flying to LAX during all this mm. and having to, I'd love to get on a plane again, but I just want other people to keep it together and I don't trust them to do that. Mm. Uh, by the way, what I'm drinking right now is a drink I call the reverse dirty. That means there's more vermouth in it than there is gin. It's called the, I got to go to the gym later, but I want to drink a martini. It also, I also want to drink a martini. It doesn't taste good. But wait, like if, I always thought dirty was like more of the alcohol than the dirty mix. just means there's a little bit of the uh, olive brine. Oh, it. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm I'm not an experienced cocktail person. When I was I'm usually like a wino and a beer guy. Um, Wan. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about McLaren? 2019 McLaren 570 in Detroit. We got um, some guy saying his Ford C-Max has the same kind of wheel design as a McLaren. Um, there's a guy in New Jersey. Oh, it's Opie. Opie? Uh, you weren't there for that one. He had, oh, uh, right. the P85 and his Audi R8. Um, I'm going to reply to him right now. Just letting you know that I haven't forgotten about you. You, we are looking for cars to film on our for our Christmas special. Mm. Uh, 650S, maybe we can come to you. May Tony Airlines come along send oh also i am typing this live on our live stream the viewers are enthralled at my slow Typing skills. At, at what at what timestamp is this? One hour and thirty minutes. It occurred 
at one hour 30. Hope this finds you well. well. <laughs> yeah, email me back, Opie. I'm sorry I've been... I talked to a lot of people. I'm sorry. What have people been saying? Potentially, it's a dark side of something, something, something. Just do the old cause. Enthralled, riveting, practically borderline ero uh, erotic, something, something. Okay, back to Super Chats. Cash for coffees, motorcycle, Baza 6, something lockdown, sending love from Phoenix. I'm scrolling back down, hot dicks. Simply <laughs> love, no summon. Nine, uh, most effort, yeah, most effort. Uh, Suzu uh, says, thank you for your generous donation. Simping for RCR, love you guys, never quit. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Diviz, Diviz, Divizio with $6.90. Nice. Yes, I would love to, uh, I would love one of your finest stonks, please. <laughs> that, that was a perfectly timed hit off of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, acoustic Theory, there's a familiar name. Thank you for your donation. Just says hot dicks, hot dicks, hot dicks, hot dicks. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I won't do hot dicks this Christmas. Oh, I just figured that was a one-time thing anyway. Yeah. But like, uh, it, it kind of like, um, oh, man, now I can't think of it. I mean, like, there are other things that we've done that were just sort of one-offs that w won't or can't come back just because yeah. then it would ruin the uniqueness and yeah. the specialness of it. Yeah. Like, Stan the Man, like, he's a one-off. Yeah. Like, you know, he can't really come no. back because there's nothing else to say with him. Right. Um, everything that was said And Harold about, Slavinsky, as much as I love that character, can't come back. Yeah, I know. It has to stay buried. Well, he was a very, like personal like stan the man wasn't based on anyone i know but harold slavinsky is yeah so based it's on a real kind of, person yeah it's just a funny um kind of thing but i don't know i'd love to see dj double lunch come back dj though. double lunch yeah he's great that's it's sort of just a general top 40 thing dj double lunch i i just love the the rate of hey it's just um but yeah um you need to get a weatherman character too Mm. Like I'm trying to think of like characters to like randomly put in for interludes along yeah. the lines of like Rinaldi and Klein. I want Greg International and Tony Airlines just to come in and just and now and now the and now a word from your captains. <laughs> and, and it's just like nonsense like that smooth airline talk. Yeah. And like both of them agreeing on each other. I'd have to get both of these mics. Then have to get really, really like right up on the mic. Talk smoothly. I, I can't do that like that that smooth airline talk yeah I, I need it of course also we'd have to like sound like an airliner so i'd have to get on the board over here you just let the fans go or you just let the uh the computer overheat and we'll <laughs> yeah, just yeah, get yeah. <laughs> wait i'll bet i can kind of i bet with the board i can kind of make it sound like an airline thing or just go like this into the mic <gasps> Yeah, that 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 the jet sound about because it's really low-fi because it has to sound like the speaker coming out of it has to sound like the speaker coming out of the thing, which really I should probably be using, you know, this mic because uh, it hears less, but I don't feel like taking things apart. So we're gonna try to make my mic right here sound like a 
like an airliner. I think what it needs is all the treble has to come out of it. All the bass has to come out of it like this. The bass has to come out of it like that. Um, the compressor can't be used. Compressor is fully off. Now I am right up on this thing. I am right up on this thing. And mids, mids up, mids. Well, folks, well, folks, actually, does the compressor help? Full on compressor, compressor. Nope, compressor. It's it's way too it's way too crisp. Compressor all the way off. It's not the same. Well, folks, that has, I, 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 uh, cruising altitude won't be at uh, that. Hmm. What if I go, what if I go uh, half mid, full treble? Treble? Oh, that's way too crisp. Half mid, half mid, full mid, full bass, full bass. No. Too much bass, too much bass. Um, the weather. Well, but yeah, that that that's it. It's all mid, full mid, low off everything else. Too much mid. I I am listening to it with headphones. I got earbuds in. Hi, folks. Uh, currently, I'm uh, freaking out. Uh, that doesn't that uh, doesn't change anything. Um, yeah, we'd, we'd honestly need like a shittier microphone. <laughs> so I'm going to reset all levels here. Um, would it change things? Cause now we're back to normal. Now we're back to base levels. If I go for this broadcast mic, switch my mic out. Well, folks, well, folks, and it has to be like right on the side, like right like this. Sorry for the people who are listening on the podcast. You're hearing a lot. So compressor all the way off, high down, high down, mid up. Oh, that is really good. That is really good. Because they're listening to like right here. That is where the mic is. It's like right here, half in it. Well, folks, we'll be at uh, oh yes, and like, like, like really do the the sides of the thing. They want you. Well, folks, we'll be uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's so much better. We'll be cruising at uh, thirty-five thousand feet. Ambient temperature and our far thing. We'll be good. Yes. So I got to do this. So I got to tell like Tony or Greg International when you do this to get that sound, you have to hold it like a piece of corn. Like write this. This this is perfect. All right, I'm going back to my normal mic right now. In fact, maybe like this is what they need to do. Hold it like a mustache. Or it should be right down in it. And be sure to like exhale just a little bit. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. See, I see. I I just need like where's, where's Tony Airlines when I need him? He's probably flying right now. Yeah, because those uh, those mics that, that people have, they like they like peak on the uh, they peak on on the S's. <laughs> it's it's crazy, like how easy this was to do this. Now I know I'm peaking right now. I'm sorry.
I, I keep wanting to do the, doing this. I, I just need some nonsense phrase to talk about. Uh... Oh, yes, and because a lot of those mics have, have the auto on and off, so and then it ends that way. Uh... All right, I'm going to knock this off. On camera, it looks like you're brushing your teeth with an electric toothbrush. I know you can hear me out of the uh, opposite mic. I'm just putting the video mic away. You know, and, and I potted down there. You could just plug, plug back in the audio technica. So, compressor back to where it was. Mids down, face up. And now we're back on to the normal microphone. You know, I should have taken that opportunity to go pee again. Well, go pee. I'll go hold pee. it together. Okay. I'm going to keep my uh, headphones in. It helps a little bit. Me modern my levels here. Sorry for chewing these olives from this delicious reverse dirty martini. So Stink says, no question, just fishing about for a shout out. Running the Route 66 Lemons Rally next month. Oh, so Lemons is running. Nice. Oh, how do you like these microphones? You can hear Nick peeing in the background. Turning his mic up. He's still peeing. He's still peeing. Holy shit, he's still peeing. Well, he drank all of this coffee and drank like a liter of water. He's still peeing in the other room. Still peeing. Still peeing. Still. Oh, he's done now. Okay. These mics are pretty good, aren't they? That's that mic listening to something too, too warm his wife. Is he gonna wash his hands? Is that sink gonna go? Yep, yep. I can I can I can hear the soap going. He's washing his hands. Okay, anyway. Uh no question, just filling the so um the lemons rally is going on. Uh, Stunt Granny, uh, we're either running a 99 Yukon Nolly, cool, or an EcoBoost Fiesta. Cheers. I like the idea of the EcoBoost Fiesta, but certainly the Nolly will be more comfortable. Cool, man. I appreciate the shout out. Have fun on the rally. Send pictures. You know, tweet at me on like Twitter or something like that. Lemons Rally is back on. Oh, nice. uh, so it's Route 66, so it's huh. nowhere near us. But um, I told the guy to at me on Twitter or Instagram just so I can see the pictures as it goes along. Very nice. Alexander Blumenstab says, which wish you would do a Honda Helix review. Love that scooter. Did a four month trip around Eastern Europe on that thing. Yeah, I do want to do a Honda Helix. My grandfather owned one. He owned two of them. Wow. So, so, uh, I need to up my gain a little bit higher than yours. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I do a Honda Helix. I think I have some of them in my, uh, in my inbox. I just don't know where, hmm. uh, it's something I want to do. They're a little bit, I mean, they can go on the highway. It is a 250 CC single cylinder scooter. 
So it can go on the highway. I think it has top speed like 75. So it can do it, but you're taxing it. It's a typical of uh, 250s, although it doesn't have the um, the ability of the Ninja 250. That's anyway. I'm still holding out for a Polaris slingshot. Nice. <laughs> Quinn and yeah, I was looking. There's no one near. Yeah, no. Sending love from Phoenix, says Quinn N. Hello from Phoenix. What's the best part about driving your AW11? Do you miss it? Uh, best part is, is not the engine. The engine's okay. The best part is the turn-in, pop-up headlights, and listening to stuff on a, uh, on a tape cassette. That's what I really liked about the AW11. I did not like driving it in socks. My feet are too big. Do I miss it? I miss the idea of it. I don't miss owning it. Um, um, I can, I can listen to music other ways. Occasionally I think about getting a ZZW30, but I know it'll be the exact same thing. Um, only maybe I'll be wearing a little bit of my shoes, but it will be a convertible. So that would be something else. Alexander Blumenstab says, wish you would once do a Honda Helix. Oh, Honda Helix. Oh, he just doubled it. Huh. The same one. So thank you for, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving it to me twice. Acoustic Theory says, you keep having these podcasts literally the day before my payday, so I can't make it rain on you guys. Hey, I, I appreciate it anyway. Yeah. Um, have another fiver. Thank you. Thank you, Acoustic Theory. We appreciate it. It will be put to a good place. Patrick McFarlane with a generous donation. Thank you, Patrick. I loved your line on how the lockdown is like in high, is like we're all in high school. We'll be different people at the end of it. Yeah, it'll be four years. Lockdown the last four years, a high school career. In what ways do you feel you have all changed uh, societally during the lockdown? Ugh, I don't feel like, I mean, I guess maybe it's age. I'll be 40 next year. This is just a long line and a line of something else. I, I'm thankful. I've, I've, I feel more sensitive to, to other people's problems because for everything that's happening because of you guys, our income hasn't changed yeah. and the job hasn't changed apart from not flying anywhere. Yeah. Which, people are still willing to come to us. So when I see people go off the rails on social media, I understand it. And before, well, when I've been willing to write them off, especially when they get, when they get really tied to a political party, I understand where they're coming from because they're basing a lot of their future hopes on a team, whereas we kind of are distract or separate from it a little bit. Um, because of you guys, we remain unbound. Yeah. I'm thinking of the line from Moneyball at the very end where... Brad Pitt is talking to the the character who did a wonderful job at uh, uh, portraying the owner of the Red Sox when uh, that mm. character says, you know, money buys a lot of things. And one of those things is not having to listen to what baseball likes and doesn't like. And mm. they were talking about applying the the formula to the Red Sox, yeah, which was a true thing. Like, And they did apply the formula to the Red Sox, and then they won next year. Yeah. Um, um, so YouTube money buys a lot of things. And one of the things that buys is the ability to be detached in a very Jocko Willink way. Stand back and detach and see the long-term effects. Like when we were talking about in, about stonks in the beginning of this, the forward looking is okay. 
put your uh, throw some money in the way of uh, pharmaceuticals. There's going to be a winner in there somewhere yeah. and move on from that. Um, so thank you for letting us stay alive. Like that's, that's the other thing, like without you guys, boy, I'd be, I'd either have to move back in with my parents or I'd probably work in a grocery store somewhere. That's the realistic. Would I go back to teaching? Probably not. I mean, maybe I could keep it together, keep my weird mind together and force myself to uh, be a teacher. Um, uh, if I think about this, if the YouTube partner program went away, really went away, like you get an email, which may happen someday, said, I'm sorry, it was a good run where Google said it wasn't worth it and they're going to stop doing it. Hmm. Let's say that happens. Um, I have, because of you guys, I have enough money to live for about three years. Um, I wouldn't be able to live in this house. I, I'm only renting it. Um, I would end my lease as soon as possible. I'd move into a tiny apartment and like Hertz would in sister Carrie be able to stretch the money that I have as far as possible. Or I might even move back with my parents. I'd get any, any job at all and, and, and do that. Um, I would still write. I would put it out as much as possible. Uh, RCR would dissolve. Um, we'd have to go our own separate ways. Hmm. Um, uh, but we have um, the ace in the hole is the project with Ivan Verlan to turn RCR into a, a series for some other network, which is still trying to do that. That's where the real money is. Um, so we put more for focus into that. And, um, now of course there would be Patreon. Uh, uh, we would focus on that. Uh, RCR could still exist from Patreon, but unfortunately if it were just Patreon, it'd be only enough to support one person. Um, it would have to be, we would probably have our own individual YouTube channels. Uh, where I'd have mine and Nick would have his and we'd go independent of each other. Although, of course, we still would collaborate. Yeah. Um, Nick would focus on his strong points and I'd focus on mine. Um, um, but I'll also, like, I'd have to get a job. Um, could I get a job writing? I know a few people. Heck, I'd even send a resume to Matt Ferris. said, hey, I have retail experience. Put me to work at your uh, at your garage or something like that. Or likely I'd go right to Bruce Hen and um, and Susie saying, I know how your shop works. You need someone to help out around here. Who knows how the shop works? I'm here. Yeah. And I'd get a job with them. Even if it's sweeping, I know basic mechanic stuff. Like I can help him. I can help Bruce. That would be one thing. Hmm. I put in my I put in an application at Moyer's Car Care in Schoolhaven and to say, hey, I can work for you guys. Um, and I'd be an apprentice there. Or, or Justin Kramer at Catasaco Auto Repair said, hey, you need someone to work up. It'd be a lot of waking up early in the morning and going there, but that's lo logically what I'd do. And then making content on the internet would take a back seat to that. Mm. 
Um, what logic, but probably what happened is say if YouTube dissolved its thing or, or rather yeah. Google AdSense says it wasn't profitable for them anymore, there would be other, some other channel that would open up Yeah, <laughs> or probably go right to Pornhub <laughs> and that would be that. Yeah. Just me whipping my dick out <laughs> and, and like jerking off on the car and that would be it. Yeah. It'd be still a car review, but it'd be me going full frontal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That took a turn. Yeah. That's, yeah. I got to take these headphones out. I don't want to be tethered. Oh, it's better. Uh, Nissan 350Z again says, aftermarket boosted third gen Mazda 6. Thoughts? Mm. Well, they already made the Mazda Speed 6. That's pretty much the turbo Mustang engine running all four wheels. More or less. I mean, Spike Michelob Ultra, I guess. Sam's Club for meth addicts. Mm. I don't know if meth addicts would have the ability or time management skills to turbo something that wasn't originally turbocharged when you can buy something that's turbocharged. Are that? I, that's an odd question. Um, third gen Mazda 6. Unless there wasn't a Mazda Speed 6 and a third one. I mean, keep the engine cooled and be be cautious with the boost controller. Those are my thoughts. Good question, though. Thank you. Leyland G with $6.90. Nice. Looking to get a motorcycle. Honda, Rebel, or Ninja 300. Honda, Rebel, Ninja 300. Looking at maxi scooters. Fine. Opinions, don't really want more than 400 cc's. Fine, Suzuki Brome 400. Just something for commuting and touring. Touring is going to be tough with the 400. They do make a Suzuki Brome 650 maxi scooter, but that's kind of big. So you want two things there. That's the thing. You're asking for two things. You want a commuter and you want a tourer. You're looking to get a motorcycle, which means looking to learn to ride. You're not going to learn the basics of motorcycling on a heavy touring. You need a bike. Your first goal is to learn how to exist in this world of cars on two wheels, and it doesn't come easy. It takes at least two full years of riding a motorcycle before you can think to, to say you're good at it. It's not just riding the bike. It's, it's predicting four-wheelers, which is a disparaging term for cars when you're on a bike, teaching, being able to predict what a four-wheeler is about to do. Excuse me, cager. Four-wheelers is what uh, semi-trucks call cars. <laughs> Figuring out what a cager is going to do. Mm, not smart. Uh, just get a bike to teach you. First, learn how to ride and then worry about commuting and um, commuting and you don't want to just dive into the motorcycle culture. You want to buy a cheap uh, Honda Rebel, learn how to ride for a year and decide if you're going to like it or not. And if you don't like it, you can always sell one of those things. I got a zit. I want to pop it. So yeah, good question. No, it's a very good question. Thank you for asking it. Tristan Green says cash for coffees. I love coffee. Got plenty of it in the kitchen. Um, a friend just got one of her dream projects, a 1967 Falcon. Cool. 
shared the Vagabond Falcon vids. Any gremlin she should look out for? I don't know the engine. Uh, rear main seal, front main seal. Apart from that, uh. there's really not a whole lot to those engines at all. Um, just work on fixing it up, driving around. Don't think about the highway unless you put a 200 Power Master in there. Unless it already has one. If it has the 206, you're great. Golden, don't worry about it. Uh, you're fine. It's it's a the re, there's a reason the car was so successful. It's simple. Anybody can work on one of those things. Every single shop knows about them. They're fantastic. Good question, and thanks for joining the Falcon community. Acoustic Theory again. Hello, Jeep Liberty, the official cover of Daddy's Little Girl. Oh boy, mm. Daddy's Little Girl gets a Jeep Liberty. I know. I, I feel you, man. Austin Lameter, uh, we're swinging up. Oh, our recorder stopped. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, well. Sorry. I'll get yeah. it off the, 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 yeah. It just stopped unless I filled the, I don't think I cleared the card. Oh. There's probably like two or three podcasts on there. That's why it stopped. Dude, don't worry about it. It's, yeah. it's all good. Wait, it says it has three hours in there. Why did it stop? Why did it stop recording? Maybe... This is like a, a weird thing about um, uh, as long as the sound on YouTube is good, like it's fine. Yeah. Like I'll just grab that off. The only thing, literally the only thing I have to do because like I've seen you do the thing a million times. So I can do the thing, yeah. but like is uh, figuring out the timestamp for when the podcast actually starts, yeah. which is easy enough because it's like, Hey, we're holding for sound here. But, um, yeah. the only difference is, um, it'll take a little bit longer for it to go live on iTunes, Spotify, all those other places. Um, Oh, and thank you to people who listen to us and rate us on a podcast addict. Uh, we're number 14 among automotive podcasts, cool. which is really cool. Um, I, that's our highest like ranking yet. Cool. I got to go take care of this. This is a you question. Oh, uh, all right, right here. I got to go. Rock and roll. Uh, let me look at that and what this says. All right. Hey guys, Roman, you should replace red Betty with the Terminator Cobra in the same color. Supercharged 32 valve 4.6. I, I don't know what accent I'm doing. I just wanted to do an accent with fully forged rotating assembly and only came with T56 and IRS. Cheers. Um, I mean, that would be kind of nice. It's weird because it's the question that I get asked most frequently. I was doing a question and answer session on Instagram the other day. And uh, I think the question that I got the most was, um, when are you getting rid of Red Betty and uh, what are you going to do once you replace her? And my whole thing is like, I, it's either going to be until, you know, I, I just want to run her until she dies or until I do. And one of those things is going to happen at some point. It's an, it's attrition. So yeah, uh, but that doesn't mean I don't appreciate hearing suggestions of what I can do that, as far as like next cars go, because for all I know, I could get like T-boned leaving Brian's house tonight for all anybody knows. And then suddenly it's beyond salvage. So you always have to have that in mind of like, well, if the worst happens, well, 
what would you want to replace it with? And I know it's corny to say, what if the worst happens? Because that's not the worst thing that can happen. I'm just talking in terms of like car ownership and having the car that you own be something that you love. So I don't know. I, I have never really given it the amount of thought that that subject probably deserves. But when I was doing that Instagram Q and a, it was kind of like, well, this is what I feel like I should say. And so what I felt like I should say was basically like, I haven't really thought about it. And that's the thing is my anxiety. And I hate always bringing it back to this because I feel like it's such a cop out and I feel like it's such a fucking excuse for everything. Um, and I've been through it with my therapist like a thousand times, but I cannot, my brain just will not allow me to look ahead in a very substantive way. I have to go one day at a time, possibly one week at a time. I can't think about possible. So like the whole thing with like, you know, um, the, the whole conversation from a few minutes ago, like my mind won't allow me to think about that because I mean, I just, I need to be able to focus on what I need to focus on as opposed to, um, and I think that it will inevitably leave me being less prepared as an adult, as a human being. Um, but all I can do is try, like, that's all I've ever been doing since I can remember is trying. And through this experience of RCR, I've gotten farther than I ever thought I would in my entire life. Like the idea that I would get on planes, the idea that I would go on road trips, it was so anathema to me as a teenager and even as a young adult that I would be able to like own my own car outright and, um, you know, have enough to be able to, I don't know, like if a window breaks in my sister's house and, you know, they don't have it for that month. It's like, Hey, I got you. It's fine. Um, mm -hmm. and little things like that. And that's why, like, I always tell people, and I said it in the Q and a, that I feel extraordinarily blessed in ways that I feel are in like impossible to truly, um, like speak out about because it's something that I don't know that I can make people understand without going into the details of how low I was before all this and how much of a life I didn't have and how much I was just sort of going through the motions. And so when I get to the point where suddenly I realize that, you know, maybe the value that I said I had is finally being realized in some way, you know, cause I always felt like I had value and I always had a nice support system to reinforce the idea that I had value, but it's like, I always wanted people to kind of people who weren't related to me or people who weren't just I, I, like, I don't know. It's just strange to me to be able to say that like, um, strange in a good way to be able to say that like people know who I am in places that aren't the United States, like in several countries, which is weird, super weird, but in a good way. So I don't know. I just feel lucky incredibly lucky. And I don't know how I got on this. Um, Oh, the Terminator Cobra. Yeah. It's a very nice, um, option. I mean, I think in the grand scheme of things, it's like something that I would want to look into more, but I could definitely see how it would kind of fit. And, uh, it's the same deal with, I don't know. It's just, I don't think about getting rid of red Betty, I guess. I don't know. 
but it's something I do have to think about because it's something I got to have on the back of my head at some point. So there you go. Thank you. There will be a slight hiss as the ceiling fan turns on. Mm -hmm. So we're going to wrap this up. We got the sign out. Uh, no more super chats. Sorry that it cropped off the please, but you know, you know what we're in. Um, it's just I was looking at it on uh, at, on Nick's computer, and it was in Potato Vision. So probably if it was on Potato Vision for him, it's oh, on uh, Potato Vision for other people. Well, the reason it's Potato Vision for me is because I'm using my mobile tethering, oh, and okay. there's a data limit on that. Okay. So it's probably just going at like the bare minimum of what it can do. Okay. I just didn't. That's why use... I moved it to the to the front. So yeah, in case other people are in Potato Vision, that's where it's all. Yeah, I didn't want to use your Wi-Fi because I didn't want to tax this and then mm. the whole thing ends up crashing, you know? Um, Turn it off, actually. Uh, acoustic Theory, again, saying you love your mini is like saying you love your micropenes. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to respond to that. Um, whoops. Oh, so it got some of it on the Zoom. Some of it. Eh, I'll just take it off of YouTube. It's not a big deal. Okay. Um, but yeah. Wait, where were we? Question wise. Um. Because I'm I, well. I mean, obviously, because I'm not the administrator here, but I don't get them on my uh, live chat. Really concerned. Uh, no. I can't hear the term administrator without thinking about like um like the education. Uh, industry, well, not industry, but you know, education, because yeah. it's like, well, you got to go see the administrator. Yeah, it's just like well, passing the buck, the job. Yeah, yeah. no, that's when I was a tutor. I'm just like, where do I buck. get, where do I get this book that I'm supposed to be showing them? And it's like, well, go see the administrator. Go to the administration no one can office. Give you a straight answer because whoever gives a straight answer gets to gets to be responsible. I've, yeah. I've never seen uh, an industry, I've never worked in government, well, close to it. I mean, when I was a, a GA for a, for Kutztown, which is a state school, I've never seen more dodging of accountability than I have in public office, <laughs> yeah. like, which includes teachers. It's, the whole point is to play hot potato with responsibility, because if you're responsibility, that means you're, you're the one to blame. Yeah, it's all not it. Yeah, it's not it. Yeah, yeah it's just like, not yeah. it. It's the exact opposite yeah. of freaking Jocko Willink. If, which is so weird. Like in a, in a there is no. Uh, if you own your mistakes, everyone's just sort of piles on. It's like, yeah, it is his problem, because everybody like, everybody's got their eye on tenure and just keep your head down, keep your nose to the grindstone, and just think about that retirement. And that's education <laughs> to me. Uh, next. EVX said, and thank you for the generous donation. I appreciate it. Recently picked up a 2006 Forester for $100. Less than scrap. Awesome. From St. Albans in uh, Vermont. Runs and drives good. Make it into Adventure Explorer. Other than the usual engine things and rust and rust and rust. So, okay. When you said usual engine things, I'm thinking head gaskets. Because that's an 06. That means it has the EJ series. Tons of rust and tons of head gasket. Anything I should pay attention to? I assume it's the head gaskets. I have no plans to do a lift kit. Um, I get... Pay attention to... Uh, 
I don't know what your your if you have emissions there in Vermont. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm assuming you don't. How did you get a forester for less than scrap? Someone just must have wanted to get rid of it. Or right. they knew the person. So let's see. Uh, the state of Vermont requires on a statewide basis that all motor vehicles be inspected annually. There are approximately 1,600 official inspection stations that are licensed to perform vehicle inspections. The annual vehicle inspection includes both a safety check and an emissions check. Whoa. Which it makes I, it weirder. And statewide implies it's not like PA where there is some where you just don't yeah, have counting, emissions. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Anything I should put attention into? Well, you have a post facelift Forester, so your head your headlights may turn into fish bowls. The sealant around those headlights uh, aren't very good. The first, the pre facelifts, uh, your headlights don't turn into fish bowls. The post facelifts, they can. So that's one thing. Pay attention to those seals around the headlights. If they if they have no water in them, good. And if they do, there's no way around it but to just replace the headlights entirely. Um, so that's it. Miat for what the eighth time. <laughs> Thank you again. Uh, Roman, what is your favorite show? Spring Awakening or Rent? Um, well, oh God, how, how do I even start? Um, I mean, I loved Spring Awakening. I, I mean, I hadn't seen it until I saw a friend in a production of it last uh, fall. Um, and... Uh, Jeez. Um, it's weird because a lot of the shows that I've seen are kind of like hard for me to want to revisit because they're such, you know, singular experiences. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, let's just go with Spring Awakening hmm. because it, it's a good one that like I I actually do listen to that soundtrack uh, more often than any other Broadway soundtrack that I have because like, I mean... I don't really care about rent. I mean, even though I've seen it like twice, you must it's have the rent. Yeah. <laughs> you must pay the rent. Um, I don't have the rent. I've never seen rent. <laughs> of course, like, uh, the non, uh, or the goofy answer is, uh, planet of the apes, the musical. <laughs> it's like, uh, every chimp I see from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. <laughs> now you'll never make, make a, a monkey, monkey out of me. That was actually like, I would legitimately go see that <laughs> show if that were like a real show. Oh, and also the Nightman cometh from, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Cause they did make a full show, well, really full show in the sense that it was like in the TV show, it's like a seven minute, thing but they expanded into like a half hour wow. and so it's like this bizarre musical just and it kind of works i don't know there's a bunch of fan cams of it on youtube it's funny gabriel alea says considering swapping an fa240 dit into my 01 forester i have no idea what version of four banger boxer that is mm. is it a jdm i don't know is it a is it an F? Is it an EJ20? I don't know what an FA, FADIT direct injection turbo into my 01 Forester. I think that what's uh, FA24DIT. I think that, okay. FB block, are we up to the FA block? 
I'm assuming this is a modern engine into a 01 Forester. Mm. First of all, will those bigger cylinder heads fit? What are you going to have to cut? And you're going to have way more wiring. You're going to have less vacuum lines, way more wiring, whole new ECU. That's a big job, man. I don't know if those original engines ran on CAN bus or not. They have individual sensors for the for the uh, dashboard. Are you going to have to replace the entire instrument cluster with an aftermarket one that can read what that engine is sending out? <sighs> are you willing to spend $10,000? Are you doing it yourself? There's a lot of questions there. It would be cool. Um, how much money do you make a year, man? Uh, I can only see things from my viewpoint. I'd never do it. Um, because I think those originally ran the 2.2 donkey show, although that's a pretty damn good engine. And supposedly those ones don't leak head gaskets. Mm. Oh man. You're talking about big dollar for not a lot of payoff and only the weirdest Subaru nerds will uh, be impressed that you did it. It's not just getting that engine in there, man. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting the gauges and everything to talk to that ECU. You're going to be adrift in a sea of incompatibility doing that. Um, but if you want to trailblaze, go ahead. It's a good question. Got me thinking. <laughs> see, see, I got it. <laughs> yeah. That is just, <sighs> you, have you swapped an engine ever? <laughs> have you changed an engine ever? Mm. How about you take that engine out and put it back in again and then come back to me and say, you want to put something else in there? Yeah. Good question, though. Hourly B, there's a familiar name. Convinced my mom to switch from a 2012 Outback to a 2008 Miata on Carvana? Oh, Carvana. That's like... Yeah. Yeah, that thing. Um, Suggested she get snow tires on Steelys. Anything else? How did you convince your mom to make such a terrible decision as that? Uh, maybe he promised her grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm How trying to, to switch from a sensible station wagon to a two-seat convertible roadster. There, there's more to this story than we're, and they're in Massachusetts. Hmm. Uh, that's a terrible decision. <laughs> Just the matter of fact way you said that. Um. I mean. Uh, does your mom like punishment? Why would she want to do that? Mm. Unless we have different kinds of mothers. I, th there's more to this story. Is that like her now and again car? Does she barely drive her Outback? Mm. An Outback is a great car for Massachusetts. A Miata is always a second car. The only way you can really get away of having that as your daily is if you live in a sunny part of the country. Like North, like South Carolina and lower Texas, 
Texas has a lot of long roads, but you know, Texas floods easy. It just seems like a kind of, um, well, I want you to be happy, but also does, I don't know. Like it, I wouldn't want to put my mom in something that was less safe than what she was already driving. Right. Um, considering the roads that Do I you want your mom to listen to you in a way she never did before. Is this a power move by you? Hmm. Yeah, I don't like this decision. Um, there's got to be more to it, unless Hourly B gives us more information. Wait, what was the username? Hourly B. Let me peruse. Hourly B. She wanted to get a Miata for five years, and both my brother and I have their own cars. So I guess... Like, what is her daily? I mean, if she says she wanted it, but why didn't she get it? Hmm. And why did she need convincing for you? He wants the Miata and has to borrow his mom's car. I'm not sure. There, there's a lot. I, I'm double checking for yeah. more. Uh, While you do that, I'm going to read another one. Yeah. Thank you, Hourly B. Oh. Dat Boy says, do you think 7,500 is a lot for a 1984 Jeep Wrangler with mints and mods? It's about right. Depending on what mods it is, is it mods that make it better or worse? Hmm. Like a slight lift, fine. Are we talking like cheap dangly bits that hang off the car that just make it heavier? Are we talking about wheels so wide that you can't go full lock anymore that they rub? Are we talking about a hot air intake that doesn't do anything? The best thing you can do for an 84 Jeep Ranger Oh, Wagoneer. Excuse me. I'm mm. thinking Wrangler. Wagoneer. Yeah, that'd be fine. Um, Wagoneer with mods. Now you're talking old, old mods. Uh, those engines don't take... Oh, what, what on earth would they be modding there? Some of those things are 84 Wagoneer. Are they still carbureted, maybe? So mods? A larger carburetor, maybe? I don't know, man. Um, you bought yourself a project... 5000 is more of a better price for me. Mm. No, I'd be into an old Wagoneer. You're buying something that oh, an 84 Rang Wagoneer is more like, like smog era 70s stuff is what you're dealing with there. They're not fast. Mods, unless they got rid of a lot of the EGR, maybe decatted that thing, then maybe that'd be better. Um, 5000 it's a bit high. 6000 is more my price range for that. Even that Wagoneer is like such a specific thing. Yeah. Um, hourly B chimed back in said, and the Subi had developed issues, um, says in parentheses, check engine. Um, and then he says, I have a daily 2015 Mustang. Yeah. That doesn't answer what, what's going on with his mom. Um, I think he was possibly responding to people in the regular oh, okay. chat. So I'm not sure. Oh, uh, my dad also has a 2018 Camry hybrid that we use as the family car. So there you go. Like, All right. this isn't the mom's only car. It's her, like, her treat car. You know, it's like All kind right. of like how the Forester is like your daily, but then you have the Falcon. Yeah. You know? All right. Or I have, you know, the... I have feet and then I have the Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> Miat again says, why not just buy a CTSV instead of an SS? Because I don't want to drive a Cadillac. Plain and simple. I don't want to drive a Caddy. 
I'd rather drive a Holden. Good, good question. Noel G says, hell yeah, you can review a 1955 Ford NNA Golden Jubilee. Hey, hmm. y'all, can you review one? Well, if one pops up, you make Model City State. Regularcars at gmail.com. Thank you, Joel G. Old One Gray. Thank you for your donation. I have a 1995 BMW 325i that has 100,000 miles on or 100,000 Ks on it, kilometers. It only needs a few things to be roadworthy. Uh-oh. Roads, pads, and a new fog light lensy. Should I keep it? It's a 90s BMW. May have Vanos. Not sure. But now we're getting into a project car. It only needs a few things. It only needs a few things forever. That's the story, man. You will never stop needing things. Are you prepared for that? There will be a problem every year. It'll be at least $800. <laughs> I sure hope so. Here's hoping. Yeah. Good question. It will never stop needing things. You're now talking to a car, 1995, it's 25 years old. Oh. It will never stop needing things. Oh, I, did, I didn't really think about that. That's so many years. Mm -hmm. I mean, 1995, what was that? Like the fifth element was 94. Well, no, was it? I don't know. Yeah, Chris, Stock, uh, here we go. Stock Slager. Oh, there we go. Seven. Stock Slager. Familiar name. What are your respective requirements in perks and a potential mate? I don't freaking know what I want. I want someone who lives next door that occasionally comes over and cuddles. I need my alone time. I need quiet. I need to crawl back into my cocoon of a mind. I need you to love me and go away. <laughs> it's like uh, Patrice O'Neill says, we want to be alone, but we don't want to be by ourselves. Ah. Um, just a general area. I need you to share my reckless kinks, but be cool about it. Man, I miss Patrice O'Neill. Oh, yeah. He's it, the best. I mean, the celebrities I miss, Patrice O'Neill, Robin Williams, mm -hmm. Phil Hartman, mm -hmm. Peter Jennings. Peter Jennings. Peter Jennings. He didn't even graduate high school. And that dude was like, that's what the news sounded like yeah. to me. More than Jim Gardner, more than the rest of them. Yeah. Him and also Hugh Downs. I watched it in an ordinate amount of 2020 as a kid. Mm. Um, but yeah. My Peter dad Jennings. my dad didn't like uh, 2020. He said, they're just making stuff up. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're embellishing things, mm. but you know, it is inside edition. Yeah. Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Good question, Chris. I don't know what I want. I see. I have a problem where I fall in love with the idea of someone and not themselves. So, yep. Yep. Nothing worse than falling for an idea because mm -hmm. similar to, Loving a loving a DeLorean. loving a shadow. Yeah. <laughs> Difference to dusk. Hello again. 
Are y'all fans of motorcycle group rides or nah? Yeah, I like them. As long as everybody can keep it together. I'm not speeding for you. I'm not keeping up with the pack. That's the problem with motorcycle rides is one person starts riding faster and another one starts riding faster and then because you're way faster than most cars. I uh, joined a group from my area, but a bit nervous. Haven't tried yet. Only ridden one or two people. Eh, work your way up. Yeah. Problem with big group rides is people like to bunch up too much. Uh, he, here's a group ride. Everybody know where we're going? Yeah. You got GPS? Yeah. You got your little ram mount there to put your phone on the bike? So everybody knows where we're going. Everybody knows where we're ending up. If Because we, we're going to get separated at lights, and then people want to run red lights. We'll just meet up when we get there. Break it down into groups of like three. Yeah, that's manageable. Yeah. I mean, I always imagine group riding to be a bit like ice skating, where like, um, like those ice skating races where if one person like falls down, then that person is like comprehensively fucked um mm. inside and out just yeah. because it's just like i don't know or a lot of people may be messed up just because you, you don't want to like run over someone with your ice skates mm -hmm. but also what kind of choice do you have if you don't want to end up on the ice too yeah uh andrew humphrey in the comments has a good thing of you start as a group you stay as a group or go right on your own so i i, I hear i hear you but you can't stay as a group because there's things like called traffic lights and garbage trucks and school buses yeah. and slow asses and fast asses mm. and idiots and problems. You, your, your main goal is to stay alive, man. The That's group can go fuck itself. Yeah. You need to stay alive. Yeah. Miat says, shout out to Christina Applegate. Mm -hmm. I, after I read that, I went to Twitter and I'm like, did she die or something? And it's like, no, no. But, um, yeah, it's been just blowing us up here. Aunt Honey, Honey, Aunt Honey. Thank you for your donation. Uh, salutations, gentlemen. May I offer you my 1983 Camaro, my 2008 Impressa, or my cat for the purposes of your video content? Yeah, I'll take your cat. Very nice. They're already in your inbox. Thank you. Thank you so much for knowing the procedure. Um, sure. Regular cat reviews. Not opposed to it. Not opposed to it at all. There would be a Christmas video. I mean, I'm allergic to cats, but not like I'm not going to die from it. I'm going to go see if uh, Opie responded. Oh, yeah. Oh, there he is. He there just is. says, sure thing. Sure thing. What time frame are you thinking? Oh, good. So probably next month sometime. I got like a dry booger or a, or a, or a hair. I got to trim up my nose. Mm, the gold rush. Mm. Settling in again. <laughs> Funky Fudge 11. Thank you for your donation. Best wagon between V60 E Class or Audi A4. Ah, fuck all those things. Mercedes <laughs> E Class. Uh, Honestly, Volvo V60 weird. Audi A4. That's a that's a more expensive Volkswagen Passat. Actually, the A4 may be better or an E Class. Yeah, I'd go for the E-Class. We're talking old. It better be like 2000 is like I go by what Jess McAndrew because she knows Mercedes better than I do is don't go don't go newer than 2000 with Mercedes. <laughs> Stay old, man. Um, old E-Class wagon. That's what I'd go with. Funky Fudge. Good question. Miat again saying, how do you feel about people who think that masculinity equals being brutish, anti-intellectual, and bullying people they think are soft, sensitive, or inquisitive. I think those people are poor. 
Mm. I think they'll remain who they are and they'll only have influence within their small town. Just avoid them like poison ivy. You'll be fine. Yeah. And if you're still in school, they'll be the ones saying in 20 years, life shit and then you die. That's who those people become. They become shells of themselves. I'm seeing it now. There was a guy in Schuylkill Haven the other day. It was on the police blotter. He had really dumb tattoos. Mm. And I don't know, maybe he was probably drunk or on meth or something. I even know the street he was on. I saw the pictures. He just got out on the side of the road or in the middle of the road. And it almost seemed comical. Like maybe he was doing it on purpose. He got a folding table, like one of those old like 1950s like card tables and painted fuck the government on mm. it and was just yelling in the street. And it was just some pictures. And it's like really like faded like tattoos he must have got when he just like got out of high school. He's all flabby and stuff. Mm. Like this, it, he looked like the guy's... He looked like Macaulay Culkin at his low point. Mm. So that that's who that guy's going to be. He doesn't have like the mental fortitude to look inward at all. Ah, nothing look, scarier than a then, mirror. Yeah. So there's nothing like you. There, there's nothing to. There's nothing to get. You just go. All right, man. Thanks, boss. That's yeah. it. Thanks, boss. <laughs> like, you don't want to even edge these people on because that's their whole life. Yeah. All they know is like opposition and fighting. So you can't, you, you can't, you go, all right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, it. buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Just like Brack. Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I mean, yeah, it, buddy. Yeah, that's all you, you got can, it, boss. That's all yeah, you got, really buddy. Do. <laughs> you got it, boss. Just meet them yeah, at the buddy. with the energy that it merits. You got you, you oppose them with the might of a cush ball. <laughs> you can't throw those things hard enough. Nothing happens. Good question, man. BBI Productions. 2021 turning 40 club. Yep. Mm. 40 push-ups, 40 for 40. That's my goal. I'll be going to the gym to gym later after this. Mm. Funky white boy. $5 Canadian. Thank you, sir. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. You both love cars. Do you guys think you'd ever consider becoming a salesman? Maybe at Conkelman Chevrolet. Conkelman Chevrolet. Fuck you in Harrisburg. <laughs> there is a, a commercial coming out voiced by uh, Cooper Tom on Twitter. So uh, I got to recut that video because I forgot to give him credits. I don't know if he wants to be credited that way or the other way. I got to like message him after this. Um, and also some other stuff I had to change. And I did, uh, I, uh, I did um, censor myself because there's swears in it. And YouTube wants to be ABC Family Hour. Yeah. So I, I, I censored it using that uh, party blower sound effect. That, <laughs> that, that's, that's the sound effect. That's great. Acoustic theory. I think this is the last one. A question. What are your favorite funny town names? Well, we could go Virginville and intercourse. intercourse and Pottstown and Pottsville and Bird in Hand and Cross formally. Intercourse formally Cross Keys. 
Um, what I always liked, and mostly because oh, and you have to refresh because most of them are just like, um, hey, here's some money, even though the sign is up. Mm -hmm. Um, the uh, 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 what's it called Brown. in Virginia? Oh, um, Midlothian, because ah. it sounds like something out of Lord of the Rings. It's like you know, we're going to Midlothian to yeah meet with the Elvish. Yeah, his name is Elvish Presley. <laughs> I got nothing. Do you think Bethesda will do another Elder Scrolls? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, granted, it's going to be a while because, but I would be shocked if they weren't working on it right now, you know. And if I'm wrong, you can throw me over a barrel of Argonian red because it's going to be uh, good. You like, hopefully, because like the Elder Scrolls Online, I don't think did that well. But mm -hmm. like, ultimately, it's something where uh, you want. Because, like, the idea with the Elder Scrolls Online, if I remember correctly, was that you get all of Tamriel. Because Skyrim is just, like, one piece of the mm -hmm. whole continent of Tamriel. And all the other Elder Scrolls games are different territories in that same continent. And um, I don't know where you go from there unless there are, like, other places in that continent that we don't know about and we haven't and been to And other continents. But, yeah, you go yeah. to other continents and just be like, well, what do we need to be in Skyrim anymore? At some point, I almost feel like it's it becomes a point of where they're just not going to leave Skyrim at all because they've been milking Skyrim for nine years yeah. now. And it, it, like, it'll be the Elder Scrolls six Skyrim again. again. Yeah. Skyrim is like the Grand Theft Auto five. Yeah. They, they found out that they can make money through online and doing endless DLC. And it's like, why the fuck do we need to make a GTA six? And they will make a GTA six. And they didn't do the whole like weird online endless, uh, cash transactions thing with mm -hmm. red dead 2 even though they did do that but it just didn't succeed as much mm -hmm. but gta 5 is one of those things where i just want there to i, I want to move on from that already mm -hmm. um because gta is one of my favorite game series i love just like you know cruising around yeah. in, in one of their knockoff vehicles my batsu thunder <laughs> yeah. it's just like uh, and listen to the weird awful talk radio and yeah. um yeah it'll be all these things will come along in due time. It's right. just, you know, I can't imagine that they're not working on these things as we speak. So, yeah. I get the feeling that Game of Thrones gave middle, like played out Middle Ages a bit much. Yeah. Game of Thrones felt like it lasted forever. And how long was that on? Uh, eight seasons. So, well, I mean, it ended in 20, so eight years. But, yeah. like, the thing is that it's kind of like a weird avatar effect where it was really popular when it was happening. And then um, the minute it ended, people kind of stopped talking about it outside of all the like YouTuber hot take essays about it. Uh -huh. um, Cause just like the last Jedi, everybody had a hot take essay that were all saying the exact same thing. Yeah. And it's in the exact same way too. And you end up in a point where, um, it's going to be diminishing returns from there on out. And I think the, this is what happens when you don't stick the landing. Like the finale mm -hmm. of game of Thrones was so bad that no one wants to talk about it anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know. I don't know that he, they've kind of like cratered that type of show, like fantasy for the mainstream for a while. Yeah. Um, 
but I do think it has some kind of effect. Like any show trying to be the next Game of Thrones isn't going to be that the same way that like mm-hmm. every show in the mid 2000s was trying to be the next Lost and that yeah. wasn't happening and it was very obnoxious. Like you don't there become... are no zombies right now. Of course, anything in this. Well, we're not getting new TV shows right now. There's nothing right now. We'll have a bunch of pandemic shows in the next four years. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, The Walking Dead, they just announced that that's coming to an end with this upcoming season, which I never thought that show was going to end. Mm. I thought they'd just keep milking that thing forever. And I mean, technically they are because they're going to do another spinoff. But it's like, ugh, yeah, we're probably going to, that's the thing of like, once this is over, like, I don't want to see a fucking movie or a TV show depicting what this was like. This is like when uh, that Showtime uh, series about Comey, it's like, Okay, that's all well and good, but like I'm living this right now. I don't yeah. want to see a show about it. Yeah. Like that's just and uh, and I'm not obviously like I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, Same we way, had those all like after like while the Iraq war is still going on, we had Hurt Locker. Yeah. We had the what was that George Clooney vehicle Three, Three Kings. Kings? Yeah, with Mark Wahlberg <laughs> and um we had Ice Zero Dark Cube? 30 and that was kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, and, Zero that, and that had Star Lord in it. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. And it, that was just such a random cast yeah. of, of people who would become bigger names yeah. over time. Uh, my whole thing is just, um, well, I mean, but you think about it and how weird it is that like during World War II movies were coming out about World War, War II. II. Yeah. Like Casablanca and, and Mrs. Miniver, like all those things were happening as the war is going on. Mm-hmm. And yet now it's kind of like, you know, people would bristle if the same standards were applied. Shit, we had, we had the grand illusion that's about World War II before World War II start. About it's about World War II as it's starting, even though it takes place in World War One. Yeah, that's oh, still one of the most, most challenging movies I've ever seen. It's yeah. so rewarding though. It's yeah. very rich. Oh, layered. Oh my god. Layered like Grandma's Lasagna, that movie. Mm. Von Waffensberg, wrapping this up here. Uh, thank you for your donation. The sign won't prevent me from supporting it because Civilization Five is sucking my day away. Ah, ah. Ultimate time vampire. Boy, yeah. Take that, Age of Empires. Civilization <laughs> Five. Boris TLS Karlov, love, 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 love. I'm here to have my late money, and I'm here to gradually, uh, graciously accept it. Thank you, sir. Double check to make sure that that is everybody before I drink coffee and then go to the gymnasium. Yep, that's it. All right. All right. Well, thank you sincerely for all of this. I think we have like a record high of like 447 people in watching live, which is big for us. So um, thank you so much for hanging out with us for the podcast. Again, without you guys, this show does not happen. So everything, you know, it's all going in the business account. And Mm -hmm. hopefully once this whole veil is lifted, we can begin traveling again and maybe see you guys and all that other stuff. Yeah. But until then, you know, we're just going to keep cranking out content and uh, we hope you enjoy it. But Mm -hmm. until next time, I am Nick. I'm Brian. Thank you for watching the RCR podcast. Have a good evening. Bye.